This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Hidden Xperia. And Will, what's today? Today is uh, Manic Monday. And for Manic Monday today, with our special guest who has a few subscribers, um, why don't you <laughs> tell everybody about your channel? Uh, so yeah, my channel is Hidden Xperia. I make primarily Halo lore videos, um, but I also make some Halo news videos, some sort of like general Halo videos, and soon, soon TM, uh, some Resident <laughs> Evil and Doom lore videos, as well as Halo. So, Ooh. branching out is in progress. That's awesome. That, uh, that's definitely something we'll have to talk about on Wednesday. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> Will, did I already ask you what today was? Did I miss that? Yes, I you did. already did. Okay, so why don't we get into those quick topics you wrote up? <laughs> All right, so first, uh, the new Xbox Series X logo. Thoughts, concerns, general opinions. <laughs> I actually um, hadn't seen this until you pointed it out to me. I didn't even know one it changed. The, one of the funny things about this logo, I saw this tweet when it got released. Um, mm-hmm. So the logo is quite similar to the Sony Xperia phone logo. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, it is. And I'm... And I'm a hidden Xperia. So <laughs> I don't want to say that it was done on purpose, but you never know. Maybe the stars aligned or something. Yeah. This next one of your deep dive videos is figuring your connection to this logo. <laughs> <laughs> the deep history between hidden Xperia and the, yeah. so, and the Series X logo. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Xperia play was a factor, right? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Maybe. No. Um, that is an interesting logo. I actually... Uh, this isn't actually the logo I found when I looked up new Xbox Series X logo, but I'm glad it came up correctly this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I saw was m- much more different. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> I'm glad this yeah, is it, it though. This makes clean. more sense. I don't really have an yeah. opinion. I don't really care. I just want the system to work well and have good games. I s- yeah, at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. I mean, the logo is nice and simple. Um, <laughs> not overly designed or anything. It's nice and simple to the point. Looks pretty nice, but at the end of the day, it's just the logo like mm-hmm. it's, it's bottom of the list in terms of like priority how, how did i even find this i don't even see the logo i saw the other day so okay i'm not questioning this anymore this looks a lot <laughs> cleaner than the one i saw the one i yeah. saw had like the outline of some people on it and i was like this is weird so i'm that glad uh i might have been sleeping maybe that was what it was <laughs> you're just hallucinating <laughs> what's that so second the real question is what's what's the boot up screen gonna look like I bet it'd be Fruit Ninja. Slash, slash. No. You know what? That's actually not a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that isn't actually a terrible idea. It could be an energy sword. Covenant energy sword. I was going to say, that'd be amazing for the energy sword. Yeah, you never know. I still think sick. the original Xbox had the best boot up oh, screen. Dude, the original Xbox boot up screen was like the biggest aesthetic. I, oh mm-hmm. my god. I love that animation so much. The sound, like the actual animation itself, just chef's kiss. Mm. <laughs> yes. What's that? What's that meme with the guy that's got like the salt? Like, tss, 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 you know what I'm talking about? The salt bag. Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. It was that. That's perfect. Just that little dash of spice. Got it. Very I'm gonna nice. pull that up. Actually, that was one of the reasons I almost bought that Duke controller because it had the boot up screen in the Duke mm-hmm. controller. Oh, on the little screen in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Xbox logo startup. I want to see this now, just for posterity's sake. We need to show this. What? I don't need to know that. Here. Where's the logo? Guy's got, an, guy's got an intro on his video about an intro. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like what the heck? There it is. That's the Xbox intro. Was like, it was like so alien, but also it was like nuclear power inside the Xbox. It was great. Yeah. Oh, God, it's such a good animation. Mm-hmm. I love the original logo as well. The original yeah. logo and like UI everything to me is just perfect. I love mm-hmm. it so much. 
They should just go back to that logo. <laughs> I'm going to say something, and you guys will never be able to see it differently after I tell you. Do you know what I thought of when I saw this the first time? No. Flubber. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, it's the exact same color. Yep. Mm-hmm. I literally can't see that now. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a movie. That had um, that was Robin Williams. Yep. Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. My God. Flubber. That is a blast from the past. <laughs> First time I saw that logo, I was like, man, it's Flubber. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's that second? Uh, I know Will's excited about this second. Yeah, topic. so a potential new Fable game. There's been some leaks and some rumors coming out recently. Um, I don't know if, what the validity of any of the comments are, but Xbox actually had a tweet that people are really digging into right now thinking that it's fable related. Have you seen the tweet about the uh fable or the, the fable the chicken hat for your hero? I saw that. I saw that where it's like name three companions or something and it had the guy in a chicken hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There've been leaks for a while about about fable 4. Um yes. I'd be surprised if they were fake. Although I I've never been the biggest fable fan, but one thing that would kind of suck is if Lionsgate got or what was it called were they called Lionsgate? I do that too every time. <laughs> I was getting one's a film company, one's a game dev, one of the two. <laughs> hey, Lionsgate um, has expanded to gaming now too. They they have some game coming oh, really? out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but we we discovered oh, that the other day. They do, they do, and I remember seeing that actually. Um, it's John Wick, but continue. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, it, it would kind of suck if like they shut Lionshead down a few years ago, and then now Fable Four comes out from a different studio. Mm-hmm. That would suck a little bit. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know the business behind any of it, but if they shut Linus Head down to only then make Fable 4 a few years later, then yeah. I don't know. That's a bit, bit weird, but we'll have to wait and yeah. see. I feel the I same feel way about Ensemble Studios. <laughs> true, true. That's true. Yeah. At I least it's, I think the rumors are is play, Playground Games is making it, so at least it's still being made in the right, right country. <laughs> oh, they're, they're the Forza guys, right? Yeah, the Forza yeah. Horizon. Yeah, Forza Horizon, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to feel different if they, with a new studio and different people behind it, but uh, I'm still excited. Hopefully they don't screw it up. Yeah, if they make it a lot like Fable 3, they'll be good. No. I'm <laughs> so mad. Don't bring that up again, Chris. <laughs> Will does not like Fable 3. And it happens. Why so? It's a watered-down, terrible game. That's where I'll leave it at that. Every Fair mechanic enough. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not going to argue that. (laughs) The uh, last topic that Will's got for a quick topic here, because I actually let Will write an outline for once, so there's that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's a new Crash Bandicoot game potentially coming out exclusive to PS5. That would be cool. Yes, supposedly. Although uh, the last one was a timed exclusive for the PS4, so it may not be like a legitimate exclusive. It may Mm -hmm. just be that Sony's like, hey, we want a year of this on our console, like they did with the Insane Trilogy. So, who knows? Um, but apparently there's a rumor of a new Crash Bandicoot being exclusive to Sony. So, yeah, Pretty cool. On to the meat and potatoes of this podcast today. Um, Halo 2 slash 2 anniversary on the PC. Uh, it's not the first time it's come to the PC, but it's the first time we get the anniversary edition, right? Because we had mm-hmm. Vista back in 2007, and, you know, love it or hate it, it existed. Um, <laughs> so what, what do you guys think about Halo 2 coming back to the PC? I, I watched your playthrough. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, your commentary you. on it and uh, generally you got some pretty good reactions from the audience on your chat so maybe you'd be a better one to answer that question mm-hmm. what do you really think about it 
Uh, I mean, it feels good. For me now, any Halo feels better on keyboard and mouse than it does on a controller. I'm just so used to keyboard and mouse now. Mm. Uh, I know that's going to ruffle some feathers, but I just, I love it. And Halo 2, again, feels fantastic on keyboard and mouse. Um, even like button combos, like BXRing and stuff, still feel really good on keyboard on keyboard and mouse. Um, the, the, the beta or the flight felt really good. Um, I know, obviously, it wasn't perfect, and there are definitely some issues that I'm forgetting right now, but... <laughs> I did like a full campaign or all the campaign missions in the flight. I played through all of them mm. and I only ran into two bugs the entire time. Um, and they were the same thing, like the start of like two missions. I got a few frame drops. Um, but like other than that, it was, it, it felt fine. I haven't played much multiplayer. Um, cause to be quite honest, I really don't like Halo 2 anniversary multiplayer. Uh, Fair. I, I, I can't bring myself to play it. Like I love Halo 2's multiplayer. It's my favorite multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And Halo 2 Anniversary is my least favorite. <laughs> um, again, I could spend hours talking about why. Um, but I think overall it feels really good. Um, hopefully it releases in a good quality. Uh, hopefully they don't surprise drop it like they did Combat Evolved. Like, that mm-hmm. was a good It was a good thing to do once, but like don't make a habit of it because <laughs> there was no hype for it because it just sort of yeah. came out and that was it. Like, you got to build up hype. Like, I, I think that goes without saying. You've got to build hype up. Like, you did with Reach and it worked really well. Do mm-hmm. the same with Halo 2, and especially, please, for the love of God, do not surprise drop Halo 3. Please don't do that. That would be upset. I would be pretty upset if they surprise drop Halo 3, because I want to yeah. be ready. I'm going to take, like, a week off. No, I'm just kidding. Take, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, an entire week off work. No. Um, I'm really excited about Halo 3. I wish they would do an anniversary of Halo 3. That'd be amazing, as long as they don't mess with the multiplayer. But, mm-hmm. uh, probably not going to happen, because, I, I, did you, you didn't watch any of our discussions with Arash, did you? Uh, no, I haven't been. Okay, so we, we had a discussion on Halo 3 Anniversary, and he, he brought up a really good point. Um, potentially, something like that would cannibalize sales of Infinite, because people would be so nostalgic for a Halo 3 Anniversary, and if they did it well, I could definitely see that being the case. So Unless yeah. they bundle it. Yeah, or they, yeah, that's true. The thing is, though, even if they bundle it, like, even if they do what Infinity Ward did with Call of Duty 4 Remastered, mm-hmm. where they bundled that with, with Infinite Warfare... The only reason they did that was because they knew Infinite Warfare wasn't going to sell well. So they were like, damn it, we've got to release something they want. Yeah, that's um, yeah. Whereas with like, I don't know, I feel like if they bundled Halo 3 Anniversary with Infinite, it, it, would, it wouldn't cannibalize sales, obviously, but it would. I think it would hurt Infinite. Um, I don't know, I feel like they kind of missed the boat with the Halo 3 Anniversary, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do genuinely believe that we're going to get it at some point. When that point is, I have no idea. Um god knows i mean it's halo's 20th anniversary next year so maybe 2021 or maybe Mm -hmm. halo 3's 15th birthday like 2022 jesus we're closer to we're closer to its 15th birthday than its 10th now dude what (laughs) i was thinking maybe 2027 with the uh the xbox series triple (laughs) x the xbox series y (laughs) (laughs) you know what they're doing this really interestingly so maybe it'll be the xbox series x360 (laughs) x x367 series you never know yeah yeah they'll be backwards of what it is now (laughs) yeah it'll make everybody who's dyslexic hate microsoft (laughs) (laughs) oh god Um, yeah so they definitely have weird naming conventions (laughs) yeah that was a, another interesting conversation we had where somebody's like, if you go to a GameStop and you tell somebody you want an Xbox, they'll be like, well, which one do you want? You want the Xbox, the Xbox 360, the Xbox 
One, the Xbox X, One X, the Xbox Series X, and somebody's just gonna be like, you know what? I'll just take a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I do think Microsoft's naming conventions are gonna kind of hurt them a little bit because mm-hmm. they make genuinely no sense no, whatsoever. Like it's even 360 like... doesn't make sense. Like no. I get why they called it that, but going from Xbox to 360 to One to Series One or to to One S to One X mm-hmm. to Series X, there's no continuity there. Whereas PlayStation is PS One, Two, Three, Four, Five. Yep. Like it's the easiest thing to understand mm-hmm. on planet Earth. I, I don't know. I feel like that could end up hurting them. That, well, that was like... Uh, they should have kept the Anaconda name. That would have been really <laughs> cool. I would have liked to have ordered the Anaconda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been cool, though. Like, Scorpio mm-hmm. was a cool name as well. Yeah, it was. That was sick. The Xbox One S, all digital edition. So is the Xbox One sad? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. It was like the one that got rid of the, got rid of the disc drive on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, no yeah. disc drive. It was truly a sad console. It really was. <laughs> It couldn't have anything inserted into it except for USBs. Oh my gosh, Chris! <laughs> I hate to hear it. I can't believe you went that far. <laughs> so here's a real question. All right, do we think that Halo Two will do better than CE and Reach at maintaining a player base? I think it'd be better than CE, but I don't know about Reach. I think it'll. I think it will help. I think with with MCC now, all the games that are being added to it on PC are sort of increasing its its sustainability a little bit like incrementally so i reckon it will do better than ce but i reckon overall it will boost it will definitely boost mcc's player base like i mean mm-hmm. ce did ce boosted it by quite a lot it's still not fantastic but it boosted it by like a good i don't know four or five thousand players at least like the average about a month after reach came out was like three thousand players which is bad um but a month after ce it was like nine ten thousand so mm-hmm. It's, I think the more the more games that get added, the better it'll of, do. Yeah, exactly. Sort of like irregardless of what the games are. Um, I do think Halo Three is going to be the biggest boost, honestly. Oh, yeah. That's I think that goes without saying. But again, whether or not that will sustain a player base, I I'm not sure because Halo Three. I love the game to death. Don't get me wrong, but that game can be infuriating nowadays. Um, <laughs> In a world of 128 tick servers and low ping, Halo 3 isn't one of those games <laughs> that can do that. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. But I'm excited to play Halo 3 campaign on PC. That, that's what I'm most excited about, honestly. Um, that and uh, Griffball. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited yeah, to see Griffball come was, back. I'm already, the, one of the games I'm most excited for was Halo Reach. And then Halo 2. Those are my two favorite Halo games. So <laughs> I'm going to be set after this one. <laughs> yeah, you're almost good to go. Yeah. Although ODST to PC will be interesting too. Because Firefight. I... ODST is going to look good on PC. Oh, yeah. A high field of view, 4K, max settings. Ooh, that's mm. going to look good. That baby's going to scream. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it'll maintain player base, which is. <laughs> but. I know that ODST and 3 I'm very excited for because those have never come to PC before. So did Reach, but I wasn't nearly as excited for Reach because that was one of those ones where I played it, I think, twice. And it was one of the least, other than Halo 5, it was one of the ones I played the least was Reach. Yeah. Um, but I did, when I finished it, I was it was an emotional ending to the campaign. And I did spend a good hour just fighting off the Covenant, like not letting, <laughs> not letting Noble 6 go down. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dude. Reach is a weird one. Like I, I hated it when it came out, and then when the, the only thing I played on in Reach, like an original Reach, was the MLG playlist that was like okay. no sprint, no bloom, mm-hmm. 
uh, no armor abilities, like pretty default settings, because I just can't stand armor abilities or bloom. And I was like, okay, fair enough. When Reach comes back, maybe I'll give it a second attempt, see if I like it. Uh, and to be quite honest, I liked it even less when it came out on PC. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All the issues that I didn't like with it back in the day were mm-hmm. exacerbated by like a thousand. Um, <laughs> like, Bloom, Bloom is enough to drive me insane. Like, dude, oh god. Bloom with keyboard and mouse is like... <laughs> <laughs> there are no words. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know, I played a ton of Halo Reach when it first came out, and I still play it today. So, I, I kind of skipped three. I didn't, like, I went from two, I played a ton of Halo 2, and in Halo 3, it just didn't mesh well with me. They changed the way that the bullets actually, like, you had to shoot in front of people and stuff. Just, I just couldn't get behind it. You didn't like the <laughs> yeah, more uh, accurate, the more accurate bullet physics. No. Yeah. <laughs> I need that bullet magnetism. <laughs> <laughs> Shots go so fast. Anyways, uh, do you think three is going to, like, cannibalize all of the two player base, or do you think two will maintain when three comes out? Uh, that's a good question, actually, because on actual MCC, there's been a bit of that, like Halo 2 and Halo C's population on Xbox aren't quite as high as Halo 3. Mm. Um, so I think it will do, because Halo 3 is the one that everyone gravitates towards. Halo 3 is, like, the game that everyone is waiting for. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure. That's a good, that's a good question. I, I guess we'll kind of have to wait and see. Um, I think Halo 2 and Halo CE and Reach will always have their sort of diehard niche community who want to keep playing those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think over, I think the general population is going to gravitate towards Halo Three. Yeah, I agree. I think that's even with the popular. updated multiplayer on two. Oh yeah, I think so. I think so. Because um, again, Halo Two Anniversary, at least in my opinion, feels kind of weird. Um, it doesn't feel particularly nice to play. I don't know if any anyone else feels that, but Halo Three to me feels a lot nicer. So if you were to ask me, I'd say I, I'd pick Halo Three any day of the week and i imagine that quite a few other people will do um even if not for that reason even if just for nostalgia like the amount of nostalgia tied to halo 3 is like yeah. more than probably any game out there i would mm-hmm. say i would honestly make a guess that halo 3 has the most nostalgia tied to it in the entire gaming industry and that alone is going to be the biggest pull i think i i actually agree with you i I've, we've i think we've covered that before where i talked about how the release of halo 3 was probably the most hype for a video game I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Because yeah. the commercials were just insane. It was at like the peak of like YouTube and E3 and everything was like whoosh, you know, everything's amazing, right? Halo 3 is coming out. Get ready, right? Finish the fight. I could not get enough of that campaign before that game started. You know, like the marketing mm-hmm. campaign was one of the best I've ever seen. Oh, Bus- yeah, really businesses uh, business students should study that in my opinion. I did like the ad for Halo 2 where he shoots himself out of the ship without the bomb. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, before he gave the Covenant back the bomb, when he just jumped out for no reason. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Now, do you think it would be cool if they would release classic Halo 2 multiplayer on PC? Like, untouched? Do you mean, like, the original Xbox Xbox version? version? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I wouldn't say no Mm -hmm. to that. Um, I wouldn't say no to that. Because I know there are some differences between Vista and original halo 2 like for example i believe there's no fire rate cap on the carbine on the version in mcc so you can like with with a mouse you can really spam the carbine (laughs) like really spam it uh whereas in the original xbox version you couldn't um but yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say no to that i wouldn't say no to that i think i think that would be something that'd be cool to have like a just in the playlist like hey halo 2 classic and you could play it that way 
Even with the updated grade, even with yeah, <laughs> even with yeah, the well, updated they'd, they'd graphics. They'd have to redo the entire code though, because it's built all off of the Vista version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it though. Computers are strong enough to emulate Xbox now at this point. Um, they could probably make it happen if they really wanted to. I mean, if they want to, I would not say no to it. Yeah, I'm not going to say way. no to it. I just don't have much hope. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't see that happening. What yeah. I would like, again, which even less of a chance of this happening, is a Halo 2 Anniversary multiplayer that's actually Halo 2 Anniversary and isn't <laughs> Halo 4 without Sprint. Like, yes. that's that's the main reason that I don't like Halo 2 Anniversary, because it, it is Halo 4, just mm-hmm. in Halo 2 maps without Sprint and loadouts. Um and to me, Halo 4's engine doesn't feel nice, like, at all, whereas Halo 2's is, like, butter. Like, absolute, <laughs> absolute butter. Um, <laughs> and I'd love to see Halo 2, classic Halo 2 multiplayer with, like, button combos um, and the original maps and physics and everything with, mm-hmm. like, modern graphics. Um, but I, I don't think we're ever going to get that. I think the closest we'll ever get to that is modders, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. What? With that being said, is there anything else we want to say about Halo 2 Anniversary before we conclude Monday's podcast? It feels good. Um, I'm looking forward to the launch. I hope that they don't surprise drop it this time, but we'll have to wait and see. Time will tell. If you are going to surprise drop it, let Hidden Xperia know before. No. <laughs> I'd like to at least get one video ready before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As always, I'm Chris. I'm Will. And I'm Hidden Xperia. And we will see you on next Krillcast. This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Hidden Xperia. And uh, why don't you tell everybody about your uh, YouTube channel real quick. Tell everybody who you are. So I'm primarily right now a Halo lore slash general Halo YouTuber. Um, I do lore videos, news videos, and just sort of general Halo videos, like Mm -hmm. just talking about kind of anything. Um, But I'm also right now in the process of branching out and adding Resident Evil lore and Doom lore to the mix, as well as Halo. So soon it's going to be like a nice amalgamation of three very iconic and very classic uh, <laughs> game series i gotta stop you there do you like mass effect or not i've tried so many times to get into mass effect and i just <laughs> can't do it so i've tried playing one three and andromeda and i know i missed out the best one i've got to try two i know i need to try two every time i said i say this to somebody they're always like oh dude you gotta try two you gotta try two and i would at some point but i've, I've, tr- I've really tried I just, I, something about it. I, I'm not the biggest fan of like super, super hardcore deep sci-fi stuff. Um, like Halo is probably the only exception, honestly, to that. <laughs> um, so I think that's one of the reasons I have a bit of an issue getting into Mass Effect. But at some point, I'm going to force myself to. <laughs> at some point. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll get into that more later. Okay. <laughs> so for now, <laughs> for now, we're joined by Hidden Xperia to talk to all of you guys about Aresh. Um, mm-hmm. Did I already introduce today as Tuber Tuesday? I don't think I did. Today is Tuber Tuesday, and we're covering our buddy Aresh. And I think, I think he's got a custom URL. I might be wrong. Let's find out.
if it'll ever load. Yes, there he is. Hey, it worked. There you hey. Go. So if you're not subscribed to Hidden Xperia, make sure you do that. If you're not subscribed to our Rush, make sure you do that. If somehow you're watching this video and you're not subscribed to our podcast, I don't know why you're watching this in the first place, but you should definitely subscribe to this one too. Anyways, now that you're done subscribing, watch this video. We're going to tell you all about Arash. So usually what we do is we tell you guys about them. So Arash has 1.07K subscribers, which is, you know, I'm just going to point this out. It's like 100 more subscribers than he had before you came on our podcast. So kudos to us for helping him out. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he originally created his channel on April 28th, 2013. Um, he currently has, and I'm going to update this because I'm sure he has more than when I originally looked at this. Yep, 169,190 views. Um, when I originally looked at this like two weeks ago, 165,548 views. He also has a Twitch channel, twitch.com slash Arash, A-R-R-A-S-H, just like it's spelled on YouTube. Um, and he does that pretty consistently when he's not doing his drops of these you know, more commentary and halo videos for the most part um he also did a really good doom 2016 versus doom eternal video where he kind of talked about why you should or shouldn't get doom eternal i'm not going to spoil it because he's going to tell you all about it if you watch that video but uh it's a, it's a really good video to go check out um, his description is just a dude dabbling in game reviews and other general gaming content you know got to be generic so everybody can like you um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so his first slash oldest video, and we talked about this when we interviewed him, but I'm going to bring it up again. He did a video called, if YouTube will load, A Patient Review of Rage. Yeah, and, I really like the title of that one. That's a good title. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a really good title. So he talked about this quite a bit. He When he originally got into YouTube, he wanted to do more like, long form commentary kind of like mandalore or like those type of channel channels channels um and he started doing these videos like rage was his first one but he also had like titanfall 2 call of duty and then he realized these are a lot of work and so he kind of like shortened it up a little bit started doing more of these like shorter short form commentary videos where he just had gameplay in the background like halo mcc just discussing it to sprint or not to sprint, you know all the all these different videos where he's just kind of talking about stuff while gameplay is on the screen. Try to make it relevant gameplay, but in general, like just you know gameplay. And then he did this Call of Duty Two retrospective. I want to say that was his last true like long form commentary video before he really went into this more you know what he does now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love his thumbnails because whoever does these does a really good job with the font, getting it in front of the the images. I I love his thumbnails. I wish I could do thumbnails that well. But I can't. I was gonna say there's a nice consistency between them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he changes it up every once in a while. Like he did these like, you know, bordered ones with these really big bubbly uh, things, and now he moved over to this more like Fortnite style ones because I see a lot of Fortnite streamers use this style. Uh, but anyways, so his most popular video, because we always discuss the most popular. Can you still play Doom 2016 <laughs> multiplayer? And I think, if I remember... I'm not going to spoil the video. It's a good video. He gets on there. He starts talking about whether or not you can still play the Doom 2016 multiplayer and find matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the answer is kind of surprising. Uh, but now that we're past that, he's got almost almost 30,000 views on this video. So go check it out. Let's get him to 30,000 views. Um, and we released that in November 27, 2019. So that's a pretty recent video, being that we're in April-May time frame right now. So it's only like mm-hmm. what, six months old. 
and his channel's only got 1,000 subs. That's like 30 times what his sub rate is. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, so here's what we do after we talk about the most popular and the oldest video. We talk about what we like about this channel. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let Will go first since I've been talking since we started this video. All right. Nobody wants to hear my voice that long. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to hear your voice at all. Okay, jumping into it. Uh, if you go back to his like homepage, we'll start off with that. Go ahead. If I can get there. There we go. All right, so I really like the consistency he has from his uh, banner to his thumbnail. I know we have a lot of people come on, or we talk a lot about a lot of people that essentially there's no consistency there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... I do like that. I think it looks really clean. I also really like his thumbnails. You brought that up before. They really actually like pull me in. So like, I don't know why, but like these bright colors and like the Fortnite style or the kind of bubbly letters makes me like want to click on the video. It's like a weird primal urge. (laughs) Um, And I also like his commentary. So he has a really calm voice and it's something you can put on in the background. So you don't necessarily have to see his gameplay video or see the video of himself uh, and still enjoy his video because you can just hear him go on um, for a long time, I kind of wish he still did his long form videos because I really liked the way that he did them. Um, I realized that when he came on, he's like, "That's just too much work," <laughs> and I, I respect that. <laughs> um, yeah, but I do. I do like his content now, uh, where he just essentially captures gameplay. I don't think he does it at the same time as he's speaking. No, he captures gameplay beforehand. He just talks about a topic that he knows about. A lot of times, it's Halo, just because he's played so much Halo. Um, and I like the, how in depth he gets into it without being so in depth that you actually have to focus on it. Yeah. I was going to say, he definitely doesn't record at the same time. I don't think if he does, then he's a very good linguist. (laughs) Very, very good. It's very hard to do that. Um, actually quite, quite underappreciated that is that that, of a skill that is, uh, doing like gameplay commentary. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I like about his channel is his graphics are nice as hell. Like thumbnails, title, um, like cover, cover picture, logo, like very clean, very nice, and very professional looking. Um, I was just going to point out, uh, what was it? Uh, he covers some indie games, and I really appreciate that. Like these, like have you ever heard of Splitgate? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So his, if you type in Splitgate, and he showed us this as, I don't know if it was like a humble brag, but if you type in Splitgate <laughs> on here, in like the top five videos, his video shows up like one, two. <laughs> oh, that. He's got good rankings then. Holy yeah, shit. so so his so you got these BBK, Dragoon, Macro, IGN, and then Arash <laughs> right after nice. that. So That's good. he did some videos on Splitgate, and he actually did this video called What Went Wrong, and then realized shortly after that Hidden Xperia walked away from the camera. And I'm, not... <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Sorry about that. <laughs> and he realized that um, the player base actually increased significantly after he made this video about what went wrong. And he was like, what is going on? Like, So he went back and recovered it again. And you can see he's got 13,000 on his first video on it and then 7,000 on his second video on it. It's like Splitgate has uh, definitely helped his channel. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's like, it's a really cool looking game too. Sponsorship Splitgate, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Splitgate, Splitgate was really interesting. I played quite a lot of it when it first came out, actually. Um, it, yeah, it was interesting. It was like a really weird mix of sort of Halo's gameplay, a bit of Call of Duty, and a bit of Portal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, very twitchy, so it took quite a lot of time to get used to it. But it was really fun, actually. I enjoyed it. I was gonna say, um, I remember now what my comment was. Can you imagine if you were on the mic on the voice chat and somebody's like 
narrating a video while you're playing with them. <laughs> like in-game chat. Yeah. yeah. That would be awesome, though. <laughs> Splitgate. What went wrong? And you're like, wait, what? What's going on here? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with this Who game. Who are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> am, I, am, I on the, am I on a stream right now? <laughs> like, what is going on here? <laughs> Anyways, um, no, I like his, like Will said, his narration is very crisp, very clean, very calm and relaxed. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get, he gets excited, but he doesn't get too excited. And like he enunciates when he needs to, and he kind of slows down when he really wants to get in on something. Um, and his delivery is just like, it, it's not, it's not DW Relive, but it's really good. You know, it's in a different way. It's really good. And if you yep. don't get that reference, it's one of our buddies. He does like retro gaming. Um, so shout okay. out to D-Dub. But um, mm-hmm. Arash actually got um, props from D-Dub because he listened to a bunch of his videos and he said, this guy's got great narration. And he is very critical about people's narration. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So definitely go check out this guy's channel if you like commentary and narration. Now, here's the next part of this, and this is the part where uh, we get to get a little critical. What are some things that we would like to see him do differently or improve or change? All right, I'll go first. So if you go back to his homepage again. Mm-hmm. So I know I complimented his banner, but nothing on that banner suggests what he does. <laughs> that is true. So it looks really clean, but I also know what he does already. Um, so if someone's just stumbling on this channel, they wouldn't necessarily know what he's about from that. It reminds me of like a football banner for like a football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks nice. it does look very clean, but I know what you mean. You want, especially in the early stages of like growing on YouTube, before you've sort of cemented your niche, you mm-hmm. need to have some sort of indication on your channel of like specifically what you do. Like for example, with me, um, I used to have like at the side of my name, like the home of Halo Five lore videos, way back in the day, back when Halo Five first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have that next to my name, and then also like a few thumbnails in the banner as well, like in like little sort of like preview thumbnails on the banner of some videos that I've done of popular videos. Um, and I think that works well. Uh, it's, it's all about building a niche when you're first going on YouTube and then expanding out. Um, and that helps a lot with that. I was actually going to point out, Will, we're kind of hypocrites for saying that. <laughs> you would have no idea what our content is if you looked at our channel. <laughs> we don't, we're not this... talking about ourselves right now. <laughs> Is You're this channel about shrimp? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I, I actually had somebody ask me the other day, is your channel about shrimp? Nope. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> the official shrimp law channel. Yes. <laughs> we just talk about shrimp all day long. No. Um, <laughs> uh, my thing is, like, there's no... Like, his thumbnails are great, and they catch your eyes. But if I was looking at these, I wouldn't know they're all Halo, because none of them are consistent. They're all, like, completely different colors. Um, and... So maybe some, I feel like the Halos games could all have a similar but not the same thumbnail. So you know, as you're clicking through them, this is a Halo video. This is a Halo video. This is a Halo video. Um, it may work. It may not. I really don't know. My, apparently, we only get like a 2.6, uh, you know, click through rate. So I have no idea if. <laughs> <laughs> I can comment on that. Um, so before I said that his thumbnail game was quite quite consistent, and it was, but then he hit a point where he kept changing his thumbnails. And that's not a good thing to do. You shouldn't do that. You should find one quite unique to your channel, but like original thumbnail design and mm-hmm. stick with it. Like if you look at my channel, um, my sort of like thing that I've stuck with is like this little sort of chromatic aberration white border around the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then text in a specific font that doesn't ever change. Uh, and then just like an SFM thing or like a picture in the middle. Uh, obviously, if you go quite far back, that isn't the case. But... 
that's the sort of consistency that I've got, and it helps because it if someone sees that white border in their recommenders, they know that it's one of my videos. They know exactly like immediately that it's one of my videos, uh, and that's one of the things that I know it's a lot of smaller creators don't do that a lot of bigger ones do do um they focus on like having consistent thumbnails that are branded to their own channel and it helps a lot yeah we we've stuck to our thumbnail game for a while now yeah yeah so back to our banner you're giving it crap we used to have the little <laughs> shrimp playing it like playing a game what uh, what happened yeah. to the shrimp he used He's to right have, here. we used to be a little shrimp and he would no 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 you're, you're misremembering that was Krillcast plays we had you don't remember we had like four channels when we started we had we did we had the krill cast scroll down i don't want to see that terrible first video (laughs) (laughs) anyways all right listen we had krill cast plays we had krill cast something what what the heck was the other one krill cast reviews it was like 12 video or 12 channels we never did anything with so yeah so we (laughs) we ended up just combining all of our extra channels into just one and i think you i think i sent you the video it was that uh fake nintendo switch halo mtc video yeah 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 (laughs) anyway so all of our old channels that used to be like their own things are all now combined to curlcast plus and that's something that i noticed arrest just did he created a new channel or maybe not recently, but he has another channel. Why don't you feature more Aresh on your channel? How are people <laughs> going to find it? Because he has a channel called More Aresh. <laughs> I love the name. And he's got this icon that looks like him. And you can see the banner is the same. But why is there no link between your two channels? Mm-hmm. There is on yeah. this one. Yeah, you should You should have the link at the top or almost the top of the description on a card in the video or an end screen, give it a shout out in a video if you want to as well, mm-hmm. and always have it in the channel bar on yep. your on your channel. Like you should always have that. And maybe maybe put that krill cast on there too. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. The well, I actually made the point first, and then Hidden XP agreed with me. But that's okay. Um, more oh consistent thumbnails. <laughs> I agree with myself and Hidden Xperia. We made a good point. What can I say? We what need to I have say? consistent thumbnails um, that have your branding. Like you could even have like a purplish reddish border with like an A in the corner of all your videos, and then have that overlay over your thumbnail. I know he doesn't actually make his own thumbnails, but maybe he should pass that along to whoever's doing it and say, "Hey, I want I want this to be more consistent." Because mm-hmm. I remember he spent a long time making this. He had to remove the UI from this. Because he want, didn't want the UI, he wanted a clean thumbnail, and now you can't see the thumbnail, so my conversation is pointless. Um, <laughs> but if you look at this thumbnail here, this Halo 2 first impressions, he removed all of the UI parts of it, the HUD, and then oh, yeah. left the SMGs, right, because it's Halo mm-hmm. 2. SMGs are iconic for Halo 2. And then I like this font, I like these colors, but they don't match his channel. No. Yep. Yeah, so. that, that's another thing as well. Like, every, every form of consistency helps. Like, mm-hmm. e- even, like you were saying, down to font. Like, you want a unified font across your channel for most things. Like from like I was saying, for me, I use the exact same font in every thumbnail. Um, I- I'm being a bit hypocritical, actually, because I don't use the same font for my cover <laughs> picture. But in my thumbnails, at least, the font is always the same. It's always the same color, or 99% of the time, it's the same color. It doesn't change. Like, consistency is probably the biggest key mm-hmm. to early growth, um, or to growth in general on YouTube. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we get to now we've tore him down a, a peg. Now we get to do the last part. What are our predictions for his channel going forward? 
Will, why don't he's you start keep, again? He's going to keep growing. Uh, I mean, he focuses mostly on Halo content, and we're about to have a big Halo release. So I think I think that's going to probably boost all of the Halo YouTubers. Um, I think he should probably branch out a little bit. Um, and if he does that, again, just increased growth. I like his content already. If, uh, if we talk, you know, implements some of the consistency issues that we had, uh, I think, you know, more traffic, more growth for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say with, with Infinite coming out, provided it doesn't completely crash and burn (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed it doesn't um yeah i think most halo youtubers are going to see a pretty big boost um and like with any new game that comes out in a series there are going to be a few people who really grow off it like smaller people who really grow off it and i mean arash could easily be one of those um if he stays consistent if he builds his own niche and focuses on that niche and builds it um I mean, sky's the limit, really. Provided mm-hmm. infinite doesn't crash and burn. Provided. <laughs> <laughs> Again, fingers crossed. I do. Th- I don't think so because he covers things like Doom and stuff already. It won't be that hard for him to continue to cover other things, right? Mm-hmm. But if he covers Halo up to the Halo Infinite launch and he does a good job with it, like he has been doing, and Halo Infinite does well, he's going to see numbers like probably he's going to probably see like a ten times multiplier on his subscribers. I would think. You know, especially if, if, you know, channels like the Krillcast and Hidden Xperia are covering him. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that could instantly... No, I'm just kidding. Um, but Halo Infinite could tie his channel up with some good subscriber growth. I really think that this is only going to help him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But good yeah. releases of games like Doom and he covers them, those could also help. And, you know, if Splitgate ever blows up, you know, there's that. True. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Arash, I think... My prediction is 5,000 subs by middle of next year. Minimum. Anybody got, an, uh, got a wager on that? What's the... Uh, the uh, I don't, can't even I'm remember gonna, what the betting I'd is. Get, I'd say about the same, honestly. Um, that would be very good growth. Honestly, that would be really, really good growth. Uh, again, it, it, depend, it depends on Infinite. If Infinite blows up, then it could be more. You never mm-hmm. know. Over-under. That's what it's called when you bet on that. Over-under. What's the over-under? No. <laughs> <laughs> What do you got, Will? What do you think? Five thousand? Um, I'm gonna go higher. So let's say eight thousand by uh, not this time, but maybe hmm, like <laughs> August of next year. Oh, they're gonna say August this year. I was like, no, 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 not three months. Not that, wow, not that, that would be crazy. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, uh, I think I think there's the only thing that will happen is his channel do this as long as he doesn't have some kind of weird controversy. <laughs> that could help. That could. You're right. At the I level mean, he's at right now, yeah, controversy might not actually hurt him. It always helped Leafy, and it's helped Keemstar, so you never know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, um, <laughs> as always, I'm Chris, and I'm Will, and I'm Hidden Xperia, and we will see you on Mexico Cast. Bye, guys. <laughs>
You know, you can. You, you can throw it out there if you want. Okay, well, um, for those of you who don't know, I currently run a Halo slash Halo Lore channel. Uh, I make long Halo Lore videos and also sort of general Halo videos about news uh, and just like general discussions and stuff. Um, and I'm also in the works of branching out to Doom and Resident Evil Lore as well. And I'm going to be adding that into the mix with Halo. Uh, of course, Halo will still be the main focus, but adding a bit of variety into there is always nice from both a viewer standpoint and creator standpoint, I think. And he just did a really cool collab with the Act Man, so. I did. I, that, was, that was a fun video to make. <laughs> that was a very fun video to make. Um, so, here we go. Will's got your first question. We're very excited to have you on for this conversation. We've been doing this with all the Halo YouTubers, essentially, so definitely excited to do this again. 100%. Yeah. Excited it, to be here. Yeah, so. All right. Question one. Uh, what inspired you to start your YouTube channel? Right, that is a good question. So, way back in like early 2009, um, during like the heydays of Halo 3, I got into this thing called HLG, which was which stood for Hidden League Gaming. So basically, what you do is you'd go into a game uh, with a team, you'd all get the lead, and then you would hide. But like hiding wouldn't just be sitting in a corner; it would be like doing trick jumps to get like out the map or into a really ingenious spot. Mm-hmm. And what people used to do is they used to make like mini montages of games where they hide on people. Uh, and they'd like troll them. They'd like they'd make a montage of the of the, of the game. They'd troll the mother in the spot. Uh, they did loads of really fun stuff. It was really fun. Uh, and I was doing it for a while. And I was like, right, I want to make a vi- I want to make videos about this. This looks really cool. Mm-hmm. So I made a proper channel, which is Hidden Xperia, and started making those videos. Um, and it kind of just I don't know went from there. Really, um, my first few years of YouTube were pretty all over the place and not great really <laughs> it's quite quite easy to see why i didn't get anywhere um mm. but the recent years have been quite the polar opposite to say the least yeah i mean three hundred seventy-six thousand subscribers You're doing something right right <laughs> can't knock it yeah I'm, I'm, something, something's going right i'm not quite sure what it is but something <laughs> so the second question is what's your favorite content to create Ooh. That's a good question. Um, I always like making really long, like, lore videos because um, I, I, I love editing. Like, video editing I find is so addictive. So Same. I like just getting into a video with, like, where, where I've got, like, a very clear view of what I'm going to be doing with it mm-hmm. and just editing it away. I love doing that. Um, I also love editing, like, collaboration. It's like you were saying that collab video that I did with Axeman. That was really fun to edit. Um, we had some good fun recording it, uh, writing it, and editing it. That was always fun. So, I don't know, it's, I, I enjoy making, like, pretty much every video that I, I make. There's no, like, one specific type that I love making more than another. Um, news videos are always nice because they're a bit easier to edit. They're a bit, like, chill. So, if I get, like, a news video, then it's just sort of, like, a pretty easy video to make that I know people will like. Um, doing those versus videos, like the one that I did last week, I think, about Chief versus Nemesis from Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. I, I love doing those because those videos have always been an avenue for me to sort of branch out a little bit, but also stay true with Halo. Um, yeah. They're always fun. So, I mean, to answer your question, uh, there's, I, love, I love making all my videos, quite honestly. They're, they're all fun to make. All right, let me rephrase this question a little bit. What's your favorite video that you made that got very little traction? Oh, easily the Nemesis video. That, that Chief vs. Nemesis video... I, I loved making that, and I was, it, like, it did well, but not nowhere near as well as I would have liked it to have done. Um, <laughs> I, I wish that video did well, or did better. Uh, there's still time. I mean, 
I made a last year. I made a flood versus T virus video that mm -hmm. did really yeah, badly in the first week, and now it has like three hundred twenty thousand views or something. I think so. It, the, those types of videos tend to be slow burners that over time do really well. Uh, so fingers crossed that one does. But that one was definitely the video that I enjoyed making the most that got the least recognition. You hate to see it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least those types of videos, like you said, they're basically evergreen. Like you could go yeah. watch it today, and it would still like. Yeah, it's still relevant. It's not right. like you just said, Halo, the latest Halo Infinite news. Because after Halo Infinite comes out, pretty much those videos are dead, right? Oh, yeah. No one's going to go back and watch Halo Infinite news like two years after the game comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. See, that's, that's why I like to mix and match a little bit with my content. Because the lore stuff is evergreen. Like, it's always getting views. People are always interested in it. Whereas lore, ten, uh, news, tends to do better in the short term. But over, like, long term, it obviously... But, mm -hmm. I mean, for obvious reasons, yeah. it doesn't do as well because it's never going to. There's a reason we only cover news on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. You guys know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, well, you got the next question. All right. So, next question. You probably have uh, heard this question a lot. <laughs> what is your favorite and least favorite Halo game? <laughs> favorite. I can, I can answer this in like a hot second. Favorite Halo 2, least favorite Halo 5. Easiest answer of my life. Um, <laughs> do, you me, do you want me to say why? Do you want me to go yeah, break why? it down. <laughs> so, Halo 2. I, everything about it. There's not a single thing about Halo 2 that I would ever change. The story, uh, the gameplay, I even love the level design, the enemy de enemy design, encounters in the campaign, um, voice acting, art style, aesthetic, uh, multiplayer, the maps, the gameplay, the button glitches, um, mm. competitive scene, casual scene. I love it all. Halo 2 is the perfect Halo game for me. It's everything that I love about Halo put into one game like one perfect amalgamation of everything that I, w I love most about Halo 2. Um, and the reason that I don't like Halo 5, I, again, where do we begin? Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I severely, severely, severely dislike the gameplay. I hate enhanced ability, personally. Um, yeah. Not a fan of it. And Halo 5's gameplay, to me, just doesn't feel like Halo. Halo 5 as a game, to me, doesn't feel like Halo. Um personally to me it doesn't feel or look or sound like halo um I, I, like i said the game the gameplay is just weird the campaign i don't think we need campaign. to go into the campaign <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't think we need to go into that one um <laughs> the the campaign like, even if you ignore the story the campaign i don't, I don't think it's very fun to play either personally mm -hmm. i'm not a fan of it um i just the the one thing I will say about Halo Five is that forging customs are incredible. Like, mm -hmm. I would say objectively incredible. Um, like even somebody who dislikes Halo Five as much as me can very happily acknowledge how good Halo Five's forging customs are. That goes without saying. Um, mm. But other than that, I, I just can't. I, I don't like it at all. I, I really, really don't like it. <laughs> Honestly, when I played Halo Five the first time, my thought process was: this is just Call of Duty skinned with Halo. Yep, pretty much. I mean, ADS, adding ADS to a Halo game, like, people that, joke. Yeah, that no. Is, oh, my gosh. I, I will never forget when Halo 5's gameplay leaked for the first time. So um, I'm not sure if you remember, but the way they revealed Halo 5's gameplay was on MCC launch night. Um, they did a, a pro game between two of the pro teams. I think it was Optic and Straight Rippin'. Um, and a, it was pre-recorded. And a few hours before, somehow some of the gameplay leaked onto Reddit. And... Mm. The, the footage was a guy running around on, like, literally sprinting and thrusting around on this massive remake of Midship, aiming down sights, down a red dot sight on the BR. And I, I vividly remember all the comments 
being like, oh, this is the stu- the fakest leak ever. The a- ADS <laughs> in Halo, nah, this is this is ridiculous. This is the fakest <laughs> ever. And then like not even five hours later, they play the show match, and everyone is sprinting around midship, aiming down sights on a BR, clambering <laughs> over walls. Yeah. I I remember the collective sort sort of like sigh of just oh for God's sake in the comments. And just being like, here we go again. Here we go again. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for what it's worth, I will admit that when Halo 5 first came out, I was very honeymoon phased. I had a pretty big honeymoon, honeymoon phase with it. Like, even though most of before launch, I was not looking forward to the gameplay part of it. Um, I was, I got a really big honeymoon phase with it and I really enjoyed it for like five or six months. But then as soon as the update started coming out, and as soon as I started to see the issues of that, I was like, hang on, hang on. This game is not right. This something is not right here. Um, and I went back to my former my former opinions. <laughs> yeah, I actually like the multiplayer now. I feel like the aiming down sight still is terrible. But yeah. I feel less people are using the enhanced abilities, other than clamor, but no one ever like does the ground pound anymore. No one like does the thruster pack and hits me anymore. Um, yeah. so overall it's a better experience. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, one thing I will say about the multiplayer is that shooting people and hitting them, like the, the whole process of actually shooting and being shot at in Halo 5 is satisfying. Mm. Um, they got that right. I, I'll give them that. Um, and the hit detection is really good in Halo 5 as well. Like, really good. Um, but that's about as far as my praise for the multiplayer goes. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I have to say, when I when I played the first match, first match, first level of the Halo 5 campaign... I actually turned my Xbox off in disbelief and didn't come back to it for like a week. Yeah. Well, it's like Power Rangers <laughs> running through that snowy field, you know? It's like, what is happening? And then yeah. they even have the scene where you, like, you see the first enemies you can kill and then a, a freaking ship falls on them. Like, oh, no. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they're stood right in front of you and it's like, nope, we're just going to kill him. Like, one of the things that Halo's campaigns, even the ones that I, I'm not a big fan of, like Reachers, that have always done, like Halo 1, 2, 3, ODST, Reach, and 4, all did, was the first mission was like a gradual build-up. Like, mm-hmm. at the start of every single one, there was like no enemies at the start, and then there was a slow build-up to when you get to the enemies, and then you encounter more and more enemies as the level goes on. Halo 5's first mission was just none of that. It was just like, right, there we go, all the enemies are there, all the weapons are there, there's no progression, there's no build-up, it's just all there, fight, go. Like, there was mm-hmm. no... There was no progression or build up to anything. It was it was all just thrown in your face really aggressively, and I really don't like that at all. Me Can I be like extremely honest about Halo real quick? For Very me, fair. for me, when I first played Halo, you know what I thought of? I thought of Metroid Prime from the original Metroid games, and that yeah. that um, evolution where like you go from in Metroid, it's like you, same idea. You start off with like really easy enemies, and they don't throw a lot at you right away. And then as you move through it, they're harder and harder, and there's more of mm-hmm. them. And I think Halo took that concept and made it even better in the first Absolutely. Halo game. Yeah. I mean, uh, the best example of that, I think, personally, is Sierra 117, the first mission of Halo 3. Mm-hmm. So yep. the whole first like minute, there's no enemies. You're just walking through a really atmospheric forest. Mm-hmm. And then you encounter like one brute and a few grunts, and then a few brutes and a few, few grunts, and then eventually you meet jackals, and then uh, you don't even meet hunters until... like what is it i think crow's nest or some hunters maybe um uh, that's like that's the first time you meet hunters like it's such a good gradual build-up it eases you into it Mm -hmm. and halo 5 just like took that idea and threw it out the window like completely (laughs) like halo halo 4's first mission was great like 
I'm not the biggest fan of the of the campaign in Halo 4, but the first mission was fantastic. Starts off yeah. really slow. You're figuring mm-hmm. out what's happening. You see that first elite, and you're like, "Hang on, what's happened?" <laughs> and then you fight Grimace and elites, and then a few jackals. It's a nice build up. It's a really nice build up. It eases you into it, but not with Halo 5. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got the next question for you, and this is one I think you'll be interested in answering much more than the last one. What is another game franchise that you love that you would consider or already are planning to cover on your channel? Hey, already I'm planning. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so as you can see on the screen right now, Resident Evil. Um, I love the lore of those games. I love the games, um, especially the recent ones. I mean, Resident Evil's sort of like comeback since the 2 remake has been spectacular. The Mm -hmm. future for Resident Evil is looking so bright. Like all the Resident Evil 8 leaks look really good. There's a Resident Evil 4 remake coming out that could go either way. Like, if they do it properly, it'll be incredible. If they change anything, then it'll be not incredible, but <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Uh, and then the other the other game is Doom. Uh, again, I mean, the Doom reboot has been, again, it goes without saying, incredible. Um, 2016 and Eternal are fantastic games. Uh, the, the lore, the fleshed out lore in Eternal in particular is so damn cool. Like, so cool. <laughs> Um, and I feel like it has a lot of similarities with Halo as well. But like Doom and Halo in particular have a lot of crossover fans, I think, because um, I mean the games are fairly similar in a way. Uh, so Doom and Doom and Resident Evil are the two that I've got on the cards for now, definitely. And Doom definitely doesn't take itself as seriously as Halo does. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Everything's overpowered. Everything does loads of damage. Everything's crazy in Doom. You got Master Chief, Doom guy. <laughs> I even did a video about that a few years ago with Renault Gaming, like who would win, Doom Guy or Chief? And I remember the comments getting really annoyed because, to be quite honest, it's not even a, it's not even fair. Like Doom Guy would absolutely obliterate Chief. Doom Guy could probably pick Chief up and just tear him in half. Quite honestly, <laughs> like just just shred him like that. Um, so it's not even a comparison. <laughs> I, I remember the comment the comment that I, I took to heart when uh, I was thinking about Doom the other day. Um, and, and jump on this if you want, but uh, Arash was like, when I play Doom and there's like an enemy waiting in a closet, it's like, no, this is a video game. This isn't a real world. Like, no enemy is going to be waiting in the closet to strike at me. Like, this is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of very strange like video game setups happen. So, anyways, I just had to get that in there. Um, <laughs> well, why don't you jump on that next one? All right, so this might be a, sort of a loaded question. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, do you ever feel conflicted about being critical about Halo while also trying to have a positive relationship with people at 343? Not at all, and that is one of the best things about 343, I think. Um, I have been exceptionally critical of 343 over the years, mm-hmm. like like really, really, really critical. Um, I mean, I've, I've said so many times that I really, really, really do not like like 90 percent of their ideas for halo um <laughs> and yet still and yet still i'm friends with the guys at people are free because they realize that that's criticism like that's constructive criticism i don't i don't obviously just say oh i don't like it like i i don't i say i don't like it and then i give reasons why and how to change mm-hmm. it but, um but like they're, they're willing to take that to heart and as we've seen from infinite so far from what little we've seen um <laughs> they've taken it to heart and built on it so i i honestly have no issue with that at all um not at all. People, yeah. people, people seem to get this misconception that as soon as you're friends with people at a studio, or as soon as like y- you get recognised enough and start like doing stuff with them or being invited out to their studio, 
that you automatically just become like a shill and it really <laughs> isn't the case because like i i've been to people three now one three or four times i think four times i've been to people three and my opinions on their games their ideas have never changed and they more than likely never will do um i'm, okay. I'm waiting hopefully fingers crossed for infinite to to change them but i mean you never know um but no i i never feel conflicted honestly i, I never oh, that's great to hear actually yeah the guys everyone that i know over at Four Three, they're all great um they're all very open to feedback more so than they ever were before and more so than probably any other dev out there i'd say um they've never taken any issue with me criticizing their games and i don't take any issue with them listening to it so it's a, it's a good relationship definitely awesome i i uh i've gotten some advice in the past where uh somebody told me like you don't always have to like what somebody does to like the person exactly, <laughs> exactly. or respect your talent because i mean yeah halo 5 yeah. is objectively a fine game it is not what i personally want in a halo game yeah that's one thing that some that a lot of people don't appreciate like you can say you don't like something like i i personally despise halo 5's art style but it's absolutely fantastic art like yeah. it's, it's fantastically designed it's incredible sci-fi work i just personally don't like how it looks in halo I, I don't personally believe that it fits halo but like that doesn't say that it's not fantastic like for example the halo 5 elite design which is like the epitome of what i don't like about <laughs> halo 5 yep. is as an alien fantastic like if that was a new species that's mm-hmm. great it's like a barbaric warrior alien species thing that's cool it fits it just doesn't fit an elite it's like it, the halo 5 is a game i would genuinely say it's a good game i just don't think it's a good halo game that's that's the way i say it at least yeah now can i just stop you there i love what 343 did with the halo 2 grave mind oh yeah it looks like, oh the anniversary graphics it's are. so impressive yeah yeah because it's not a flower anymore yeah, the <laughs> He's not a Venus flytrap. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just happened to see that as you're talking about how much you know, 343's graphics have differed, but that is impressive. I love what yeah. they did with Grave Mind. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let's see here. What game other than Halo are you most excited for coming to the Xbox Series X? Ooh. Obviously, potential game. <laughs> yeah, or I potentials. Right now, Resident Evil 8. I'd say um, yeah. Resident Evil 8 from all the leaks so far and rumors sounds like incredible. Um, I don't know if any of you guys are Resident Evil fans at all. Um, but... Kind of, kind of. So there was this beta or like alpha build of Resident Evil 4 way back in the day called Resident Evil 3.5 that ended up being quite different to um, the final build of Resident Evil 4. But people mm-hmm. really like this beta build and all the leaks so far have suggested that Resident Evil 8 is basically going to be a modernization of that alpha build hmm. with like all the features pretty much intact um so that sounds like incredible to me uh i'm also looking forward to seeing what kojima does next i'm a massive kojima fan i mean i'm yeah. even wearing a kojima studio shirt right now <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. i'm a massive fan i love death stranding um and i can't wait to see what he does next uh quite a few games i'm looking forward to quite honestly um but i'd say number one is resident evil 8 definitely are you a left for dead fan yes i am what if valve said all right guys we're gonna give it to you left for dead 3 oh dude i mean i forgot the name of is it turtle rock studios the guys who made it originally yeah, they're making like what is it out for blood or something like that yeah that's it out for blood um i'm looking forward to that that's gonna be good uh 
I, I'd be excited, but at the same time, I'd be cautious because it wouldn't be the original guys making it. Mm. Uh, that said, I'm I'm not sure about the sort of background of Half Life Alex. I'm not sure if the same people who worked on like Half Life Two Part Two and Half Life Two and and one worked on Alex, but clearly, whether they did or not, Alex worked. It worked really mm. well. So, if Left 4 Dead ends up getting that treatment, then I will be over the moon. Absolutely. I think Valve's that type of company that if they're going to do something, like they're not going to, you know, they're going to half life it, you know, instead of saying, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're going to put it all in, right? They're they're mm-hmm. they're going to lay it all on you. They're going to give you everything that you asked for and more, which is probably why they scale back and don't do things as often as they used to, because they want to make sure that they're putting out a quality product. So if they did a Left 4 Dead three, that'd be pretty cool. So this is my Resident Resident Evil experience was the the seventh one. And I played up to the point where she chainsaws my hand off, and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that section took me by massive surprise when I first played it. Like, I wasn't expecting to, to lose a hand at all, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Resident Evil. You can you can never truly <laughs> expect what's coming. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I would jump out the window at this point. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I would not be in this building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, Resident Evil 7 was very good, though. It's very different, but very good. And I, a lot of people have told me I just couldn't get past the chainsaw. <laughs> Fair enough. Did you play the RE2 remake? Yes, that was my favorite game of the decade. Yeah? That was my game of the decade. Wow. I love this so much. That game fully, like, fully, fully, fully got me back into Resident Evil. Um, that, I cannot put into words how much I love that game, honestly. do you Are you a fan of, like, all the zombie video games, then? Yeah. Uh, like Call of Duty Zombies, I've been oh, yeah. a massive fan of like the gameplay, the maps, and also the story since it's pretty much like day one of World at War. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've been, I, I remember back in like God Verruck, Sheena Numa times when they first came out, like April, June, April, June, or July 2009. Um, as early back as that, being like super into the story because like it was Verruck and Sheena Numa where they started to sort of tease that there was a story there mm-hmm. and. I've always, so I've always been a massive fan of conspiracy theories. I've always been super <laughs> interested in them. Like, not even believing them, just being, like, interested in reading them. And that is essentially what the early zombie storyline was. And it, it God, that, that pulled me in so much. So much. I always liked, um, what, what was the fourth map that came out? Because Nocturne Total was Durice. the first one. Varese. Dur- Varese, yeah. That, that's the one you just said, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that yeah. one is really freaking good. Like, like you were saying, I, I got hooked on that too. My brother and I played that for hours. Um, the Reese was the Reese was something special. That was the map that properly revolutionized zombies. Oh, yeah. um, that map was incredible. Like easily top three, if not if not top one, I'd say. Did you like uh, Transit then? Not at launch. At launch, Transit put me off zombies. Um, <laughs> I actually stopped playing BO2 because of Transit. Uh, Oof. But over time, I've grown to appreciate it. Because um, with Transit, you could see that the team wanted to do more than they could do. Uh, but they were limited by hardware. Um, mm-hmm. it, if the fog and the denizens weren't a thing, that map would have been really good. And if the bus mechanics were changed a little bit as well. Um, oh, yeah. The fog sucked. Really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I hated the, fog the fog. Was annoying. Like, imagine that map without fog. If it was like one big map where like you could walk into the fog, you'd go into like the the wheat fields, into the forest, like with no denizens, you were free to explore the entire thing. Like that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can we can hope. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Like, I mm-hmm. would totally, I would totally get that game again if they did that. Like yeah. Transit 2.0. Oh man, 
<laughs> so that's the dream. I have to ask, since this is my favorite zombie game, Dead Rising. I was just about to mention that. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I, I was going to say I love Dead Rising. I love Dead Rising One. Yes. And I love Dead Rising Two. Yep. Dead Rising Three felt really unlike Dead Rising to me. Yeah. It wasn't a bad game, but it just didn't feel like Dead Rising. And I mean, Dead Rising... Dead, okay, I will say this, and I will genuinely mean it. Dead Rising 4 is the worst video game I've ever played. <laughs> and more than likely, it will be. That game was an, a flat-out abomination. They, they ruined the story, the gameplay. They almost ruined Dead Rising 1's story. I, oh, dude. Oh, no. Oh, you made me think about Dead Rising 4 again. <laughs> oh, no. But Dead Rising 1 and 2, 1 in particular... I absolutely, like, love, 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 love that game. I love it so much. I, I play it, like, I replay it at least every year. Did you get Seven Days Survivor? Oh, um, I don't think I, I don't think I ever did. I tried. The last time I replayed it, I tried to go for it, but I never got it. That, that's, like, an impossible achievement, because you can't pause. Or you can pause, but you can't you can't move any time forward or whatever. I've tried to get yeah. that so many times, but I never have, like, 16 hours to straight to just waste. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's hard. A lot of those like overtime challenges in Dead Rising One, the, the sort of secret ones, are really interesting because games don't do that anymore. No, Dead Rising One had like ending A through E or yeah. F, I think. There were like what five, six, seven endings to that game. They're all bad the except one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You either escape or you're dead. Like there's no other ending. <laughs> and then there's um, the they misspelled the achievement. It was the tour ending instead of the true ending. Oh, is that what they... Yeah, they, they, screwed, they, they misspelled the achievement for the best ending. Oh, no. That's awesome. <laughs> so, when they re-released it on the Xbox One, they left that bad-named uh, achievement <laughs> spelled wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's something that's ingrained in, like, meme history now. You can't change that. You've got to leave it as is. So, that is, like, infamously the one game that I wanted to get full achievement on and never could because I could never get the seven day survivor part done ever I'm, mm. I'm not surprised there, there, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in that game that you have to replay it like three or four times to get oh yeah because um, the, the remastered Xbox One version I think I've played through that now like three times and I mean I still don't have the Mega Man Blaster <laughs> and I've played through it like three times you know how to do it's, it though right yeah you, do, you, get the, you get the truck and you go in the yep. the car park and you just drive up and down all over it just yeah just continue and you have to swap out the truck every like five minutes so it's like every time the truck gets beat to you know it's like oh i gotta get another one so you go into the slaughterhouse and then come back out and the truck's magically back again because that makes sense (laughs) oh yeah you gotta respawn it it. yeah you gotta respawn it yeah you get like fifty four (laughs) thousand zombies in one playthrough it's like holy cow yeah yeah that's quite a lot it's quite a lot since I since I got the Mega Man Blaster, I'm unwilling to replay the game. Like I'm just gonna keep doing the Mega Man Blaster anytime I play it now. <laughs> it's it's so fun with that. Like for example, I recently finished uh, Resident Evil Three Remake like for the sixth or seventh, oh no, fifth or sixth time, and I got the Infinite Ammo Rocket Launcher, mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting to do a run through with that. Where it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's everything so easy. It's like Dead Rising with the Mega Man Blaster. Every mm-hmm. boss is like a one shot. Yep. <laughs> Like, the convicts go from the worst boss in the game to the easiest one, and you just one-shot them. You just shoot the car. You don't even have to shoot the yeah. convicts. It's like, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> so easy. So easy. But then the Mega Man Blaster, so they do give it to you in the uh, survival mode, but it's you, you can't, like, it doesn't regenerate. So, like, you have to be careful with how many shots you use throughout oh, really? the game. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, okay, do I use this now, or do I wait? Because you only got, I think it's like 99 shots, like, you don't use them on zombies at all. You switch to something else. I'm yeah, only using this on bosses. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I remember that that was a game that was like really cool, but it didn't take itself too seriously, right? So you could oh, have a yeah. lot of comical, f- mm-hmm. and that's what I appreciated about. It. And then you get to number three, and I agree with you. It wasn't. It was a good game, but it wasn't a Dead Rising game. There wasn't enough comic mischief or relief. Yeah, I, I feel like so the Dead Rising three and four went too far both ways. Yeah, like Dead Rising three took itself far too seriously, and then Dead Rising four just it, it was trying to be a comedy. Like, yeah. Dead Rising 1 had, like, scenes of horror, like, dark, dark scenes. There was, mm-hmm. like, uh, conspiracies and stuff. Dead Rising 4 just tried to be some really lame comedy, and it, it was awful. Like, oh, God, the way they brought Frank back in that was just, <laughs> oh, bad. Then they recast him as well. Like, why? What are you doing, dude? Like, stop, please. That was a huge controversy, too, because the actor that play- that originally voice acted him was willing to come back, and they just said, nope. We're okay. Yeah, it's like I'm, did, I'm pretty sure didn't didn't they like not even ask him? They yeah, just that, outright ignored him. Well, because people were tweeting at him like crazy, like, "Hey, why aren't you doing this?" He was like, "Wait, they're making Dead Rising 4? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I I couldn't imagine doing that. Like, it's Frank West. How can right. you recast Frank West? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, the you know Steve Downs is far more iconic. But can you imagine if they just recasted Master Chief? Like, yeah, we'll just use somebody else. Like, what? <laughs> that would be that would be hell to pay if that ever mm, right like I, like Frank West like why would you do that the guy still exists that played him like what this doesn't make any sense yeah <laughs> yeah exactly he was still an actor as well he still wanted to do it like he actively wanted to do it and yeah. he, for some reason didn't pick him up I, I never know. understood that they should just have uh, you know Luke do it you know no <laughs> <laughs> yes. no, no never let me near Frank West if you could voice act anybody who would you voice act Ooh, that's a good that's a good question um fun fact i actually my, my the career that i'd go into if anything ever happened to youtube would be acting uh that's probably what i'd end up doing if youtube ever went anywhere so this is a good question um i mean i'd never i'd never do it because there are too many iconic names tied to it but i'd love to do leon kennedy uh I, but at the same time there's so many like iconic voice actors tied to leon you can't can't not have them do it um I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. I think I'd like to do my own like original character as opposed to recasting somebody. Because I feel like when you recast somebody, especially somebody who's like quite well-known and iconic, it it's never right, no matter how good the voice actor is. Like, the, the biggest example for that, for me, is recasting David Hayter with Kiefer Sutherland as, mm-hmm. as Big Boss and as Snake, Big Boss in MGS5. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like, I love Kiefer Sutherland. He's a fantastic actor, but he's not Snake. That's not Snake. Like David Hater is Snake. There's no two ways around it. You don't you don't recast yeah. David Hater. Um but they did. So Alright, so let me rephrase the question. If you could have an original character in any series of games, what would it be or it's game or movies? What would you be? Or what movie? what what series would it be and what would your character be? I don't know. I love zombies, so I'd love to play somebody in a Resident Evil TV show or something. There's rumors <laughs> yeah, that yeah. there's rumors that we're getting a Resident Evil Netflix show, um, like a Netflix original. So like animated or with people? Li- the rumors were live action, and fingers crossed, it's nothing to do with either um, Wes Anderson or Millie Jovovich. Please, <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. no, 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 no. Please, um, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love to play like a. Uh, like a survivor or something uh in a resident evil or any zombie thing um i mean a marine or odst in halo would be sick as well i i mean that goes without saying that would be dope or a spartan um 
I don't know. That's that is a good question. I've never really thought about that. I'd, yeah, I'd say a, a Marino DST or Spartan in Halo, or a survivor, quite an adept survivor um, in a zombie or specifically Resident Evil live action thing. Would you want to make it to the end of the show slash movie, or would you want to have a really cool death? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Both would be sick. Going down in like a blaze of glory, like having like a super honorable death where like you sacrifice yourself to save another main character would be sick. But at the same time, surviving to the end and having people be like, oh, I can't wait to see you back in season two <laughs> would be sick as well. So that's a question that I can't answer. So would you want to answer. die off screen then? Oh, no. Hell no. Definitely. <laughs> I've got to go down on the screen in glory, in okay. absolute glory. I've got to have a good day. If you die off screen, you can come back. <laughs> True. I could I could come back technically as a zombie. There is always that. Be <laughs> like, uh, just do the uh, you know, Walter White method, right? Just go down in a hail of gunfire and meth. And... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Dude. Exactly. Pop the trunk in a car and just lie down and wait for it to come. <laughs> anyway. Um... I think we're back on our questions. Will you got the next one? I think, or is it? Yeah, it's you. Yeah. You're next. Yep. All right. So you uh, occasionally cover leaks. How long do you sit on a leak before you uh, post a video on it? And also, how do you gauge like the validity of that leak? That's interesting. So I normally, I can normally sort of tell if a leak is in the region of legit or in the region of fake quite quickly. Um, like especially recently, I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of these. Inf- infinite leaks in very big air quotes that are just the mm-hmm. fakest things on planet earth like there was one the other day that people were re- actually kind of believing that baffled me it was like chief goes back to eridanus 2 meets his dying mother and then sends cortana back in time to speak to like the original like cortana when she was made no, like no that's so clearly <laughs> fake I, I think it goes without saying that's fake um mm-hmm. I normally, I normally don't sit on a leak because I can sort of gauge. I mean, obviously, you never know if it's legit or not until yeah. until you get confirmation. But I can sort of gauge if it's in the realm of legitness, like quite quickly. Like if it's not too outlandish, if it if it links up or sort of synergizes with things that we've heard before. Like for example, the leak that you're showing on the screen right now that was backed up by several other leakers. Um, so I do personally think that one's legit. Um, that was backed up by a few of the leakers. So if, if if the leak is corroborated by other people, um, specifically prominent leakers, like there's quite a few prominent people that talk about, like Brad Sams, for example, he leaks a lot of mm-hmm. Xbox and, and like Microsoft stuff. Uh, so yeah, I'll look for like corroborations. Uh, I'll get a sort of sixth sense kind of if it's fake though, because I mean, nine times out of 10, if it comes from 4chan, it's fake. Uh, <laughs> it's some dude making, making up his fan fiction and trying to get people to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there was those there were those pictures the other day, those leaked infinite gameplay pictures that were literally using a PNG that Bungie released for Halo Three marketing. <laughs> like it was so obvious that it was fake, and people were, people were like, "Oh, this might be real. Oh my god, this is probably real." Like no, like there's literally a, a, a straight up PNG from that the Bungie released as part of Halo 3's marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to answer the question and not not go off track again, I don't I don't tend to sit on them for that long unless. For example, like those Mega Bloks um, br- brute leaks of the day, I've mm. had to sit on that because Mega were like trying to get people to pull the pictures and delete them who were sharing them. Okay. And if they're, if they're doing that, that tends to mean they're willing to copyright strike your channel, which I obviously don't want. Um, right. 
Yeah, so I, I set on that. If there's anything like that, I'll set on it until it's safe to release it, until, like, we're sure that we won't get any any copyright strikes. Okay. Um, and, yeah, as for the validity, I mean, you can never be sure, but I feel like most leaks, you can tell if they're very clearly fake or possibly real, um, like, immediately. I feel like most people can tell straight away if a leak is maybe true or in the in the realm of possibility mm-hmm. or it's just outlandish and just some guy making up his fan fiction <laughs> i actually didn't believe the fact that the didact was dead in a comic until like somebody pointed <laughs> yeah. out to me like no that's oh, real i was like uh, i'm so sorry uh, dude. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i was like come on seriously like this is stupid <laughs> like why would yep uh, agreed. <laughs> that was awful i i'm still baffled that not only in the in the very same like four or three issue story arc did they kill the didact off or contain him in a comic despite using a composer despite the fact that it was made very clear that he can't be composed <laughs> but they also <laughs> yes. just brought black team back that everyone was looking looking for after bloodline i think it was like they brought black team back after like seven years and then oh yep yeah, just kill him just like that. Oh, dead. Just, just dead. I mean, there you go. Black team gone. Never coming back. Like, okay, right. That's a thing that happened. <laughs> I have to say, um, it was really funny, uh, specifically that scenario, because I brought it up with, um, I think it was Halo Cannon, and he goes, "That was why I created my channel." Because um, Halo follower said that the they were wondering if Didac would come back, but clearly three four three said that Didac was going to be in all three of the games. Everybody knew that, and Halo follower got it wrong. But then, of course, we found out later that wasn't true. But <laughs> so technically, Halo follower ended up getting it right. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, that, yep. that back when he was Halo four follower. Yeah. Oh yeah, God, back in back in those days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, you had a completely different reason for starting your channel, being that you had the Hidden League gaming thing yeah. going on. But yeah, quite different. <laughs> I, you know what? Now I'm now I'm thinking about this. But why Xperia? So I get asked that quite a lot. The Hidden is obviously a, a yeah, HLG. that makes sense. <clears throat> Xperia, <clears throat> my voice is going. <laughs> Xperia is a literally a random word that I picked out of thin air. I lit. I didn't even know that it was a phone when I made that. I, I literally just. I was like. I think I was 12 or 13 at the time. And I, I literally just thought of a random word that sounded cool and just <laughs> picked it out of thin air. And I was like, right, that sounds cool. There it is. <laughs> um, so nice. I, I always get asked the question, oh, did you, did you base your name off a phone? I was like, nope, nope. Never owned a Sony Xperia phone. And at the time of making that name, I had no idea they even existed. <laughs> so here's the next question. Has Sony ever reached out to you and said, hey, dude, <laughs> <laughs> this is a trademark name or something like mm-hmm. that? Not yet, not yet. I'm sure that's going to happen at some day. I imagine, I do think that that could happen at some point. Um, <laughs> quite honestly, mm. like if I end up getting big enough um, and end up selling enough merch that specifically said Xperia, I don't know. I, I could maybe see them. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if I could ever make that much of a of a splash in the pond to get them to notice me. But if they did, then then maybe. I don't I don't know mm. if they've copyrighted the word Xperia or like the the phone like. Phone branding. Xperia, but yeah, yeah, the phone branding Xperia. I'm not sure, but I really hope they haven't copyrighted the word. <laughs> They're like, hey, by the way, we're going to use your branding on our phones now. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, okay, you're, you're going to pay me a lot of money for that. Go ahead. Get the check you're also going to have to pay Microsoft. No. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
Oh man, it's just it's a, it's such a um, funny like when I first heard about your channel, I was like, wait, this guy uses a Sony name, but he's doing Microsoft <laughs> games. Wait, where where are we at in the world right now? Like, is this a different timeline? Where am I? <laughs> yeah, very strange times. Very strange times. Oh man. Um, all right. So the next question. The next question. What are some of the biggest faults and strengths of the Bungie era games? Ooh. Okay. Um, strengths. I would say how they handled the narrative. Um, the narrative was simultaneously deep and shallow. So it was fantastic for new people to get into it and understand it on a surface level. Like on a surface level, it was green cyborg kills aliens, saves planet, saves universe, um, and end of game, end of game. But like, especially in Halo Two and Halo Three, when you look beneath the surface mm-hmm. and like you read the terminals, you look at mm-hmm. Easter eggs, like you really listen to the dialogue, you start to realize that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes, like a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for example, one thing that a lot of people don't know is that Mendicant Bias was actually in Halo 2. Like, Cortana specifically talks about him in Halo 2. Um, <laughs> so, at the start of High Charity, the mission, um, mm-hmm. Cortana says that um, she's trying to, like, intercept... Oh, she's trying to stop the um, truth from launching the key ship and going to Earth. Mm-hmm. But she keeps saying that there's a there's an, a foreign presence inside the ship fighting oh, back. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's Mendicant Bias. Oh. Huh. Oh, you know what? Isn't it in, like, in a terminal or something? as well like in oh. the halo cea or halo c or halo t anniversary in halo 2 anniversary they show in the terminals they show um when the when the prophets first activated him mm-hmm. by putting a like girl a worm into the thing and activating it because they can interface before an attack um but they never showed him in actual halo 2 they only referenced okay. and right. then obviously in, in halo 3 in the terminals they like really fleshed him out they added the didact and the librarian and uh offensive bias and all the other characters um, the primordial, uh, all that stuff. But the, the best thing about the narrative was that, it, like I said, it was shallow and deep at the same time, which is something that I think Halo 343's stories kind of lacked. Um, another thing I love about Bungie's games is just the gameplay. Mm. Uh, aside from Reach, I, I hate Reach's gameplay, but <laughs> for a second, we're going to forget that Reach exists. <laughs> Halo 1, 2, and 3, and ODST had fantastic gameplay, nice and simple. Again, simple but also deep, simple mm-hmm. on a surface level, but also like trick jumps, button button glitches, um, learning the layouts of maps and stuff was a lot deeper. Um, and it took a, it, it was like a low a low skill floor, but a high skill ceiling. So mm-hmm. anyone can get into it, but also anyone could master it. Yeah. Uh, and also their maps were just like fantastic, absolutely and fantastic. The scarab gun exists. And the Scarab Gun exists. That is a thing as well. The Scarab Gun is a thing that exists as well. I spent days trying to get that freaking thing. I've never been able to do it. I never got it until, like, I think 2012. I finally got it on Vista, on the Mm -hmm. Vista build, but I never got it on OG Xbox. I tried for so long through the Banshee thing, where you get the Banshee into the the tunnel, and I just couldn't do it. Um, As to the the weaknesses... Ah... I mean, there are weaknesses. I, th- I think I'd say for that, probably netcode. But that was... It. I'm not going to take all the blame away from Bungie, but that was partly an aspect of the time that the game was released. Like, certain game servers back in, like, 2007, for example, with Halo 3, were a lot worse than, like, nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I mean, Halo 3's hit detection online is... To put it lightly, not good. <laughs> to put it very lightly, not good, even on the mm-hmm. best of connections. Um, which is a shame, because on LAN, it feels really nice. Really nice, but online it just doesn't. So, 
I'd say probably probably netcode. Um, okay. I, I I can't really think of anything else. There definitely are other things. The games aren't perfect by any means. Um, but yeah, that's that's honestly all I can really come up with. I think. You know what the best thing about Halo Two was? Go on. Tri- triple needlers. <laughs> oh God, yeah. When you <laughs> and have one in your back pocket. <laughs> Thank God somebody else knows about this because every time I brought this up, they're like, "What? What's triple needling?" <laughs> oh yeah, I, used to, I, used to, I remember that. I used to do that. I used to do that with like, all the jeweled weapons. Oh, We'd yeah. like have a regular weapon and then another one, and then you swap it, and then you get the other one out, and then you swap it for another one, and you have three. Yep. Yep. You could. Yeah, I think you get get triple up. SMGs, right? You you could do it with anything. I think any of the jeweled. Uh, jeweled but the triple weapons. needler was the most hilarious because you just got you just got pink needles flying out of your crotch. <laughs> <laughs> It <laughs> brings a whole new meaning to the term needle. No, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in a weird mood today, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your next question? All right. So this next question is pretty similar. It's the strengths and the weaknesses of the 343 era games. And you can't talk about running again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, I mean... Obvious things for me are gameplay. Halo 4 just continued to reach its gameplay, which I really didn't like. Um, and it made Sprint a universal thing, which I liked even less. Uh, and then Halo 5 comes in and just... just I mean, I've already... I, I don't need to mention that. I, I've already made my point. It's not very clear. Um, Halo 4 and 5's art style, really, really don't like them, personally. Doesn't doesn't feel like Halo to me. Um the narratives, although I love Halo 4's narrative, it's nowhere near as good as the original trilogy's narrative in terms of bringing in casual fans. It was very mm-hmm. much... I mean, I don't agree with what people say that you had to read books to understand Halo 4. You, you didn't. Um, what I do think is that you had to read books to properly understand Halo 4. Like, you you could understand Halo 4 at a very surface level... Um, without reading the books, but it does it a massive disservice if you don't, and I feel like that's a negative because you shouldn't have to do homework to mm. properly really appreciate a story, I don't think at least. like Again, one of the best things about Bungie games were the fact that they were on the surface quite shallow, but they were re- when, when you looked into the campaigns themselves and really looked at like the dialogue, the Easter eggs, the terminals and all that stuff, mm-hmm. they were deep. Um Whereas with with people these games, you kind of need to do read the books to properly understand them on a deep level. Like Halo 4's terminals, as great as they are, I don't think that a casual fan would have any clue what's going on in them if they haven't <laughs> read the Fauna trilogy, because those those terminals are essentially like a summarized version of that trilogy. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand the trilogy to understand them, kind of. Um, yep. I'm sure many people disagree with that, and fair enough but i i don't like that personally um one okay one thing i do love about people three games specifically halo 5 onwards is, or halo halo mcc onwards is how they've um how they've gone back to esports like halo I, i've been a massive halo esports fan for 10 years now 10 ish years now um and what halo reach and more so halo 4 did to the competitive scene visibly like physically hurt to watch like, <laughs> like halo went from being the pioneer of console esports to nothing um yeah but then first statement 
but then people like Tashi and uh, a lot of the other people on the esports team came into 343, made HCS, brought it back up, and got it back up to a good state. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, very grateful. Uh, another thing that I love about people these games, or not really the games, more so the studio, is how they interact with people and how <laughs> communicative and open to feedback they are from the community. Um, I mentioned this earlier, but you really don't get that with many if any studios nowadays people 43 really are an exception with that um the fact that i can tag a 343 person on twitter and have a conversation about something just like that is i think we take that for granted quite a lot because that is something that i remember for example the zombies community during bo4 when the zombies was like flatlining the maps were awful the game mode was a mess it was broken it, it was it was a mess like it was mcc levels of a mess and there was no way for them to like even provide feedback to treyarch no one was on twitter responding to them there was none of that mm. whereas with p43 i can tweet someone right now and get a reply in five minutes which is something that a lot of people take for granted i think like not not like i'm not saying that like to attack anyone but i think it's something that we all passively take for granted because we don't realize how rare that is in the gaming community so mm. that's something that's more directed at 343 and not the games but it's a massive strength i think i think that because 343 is like that it's it's funny that this is like because they do that it feels like a lot of the halo youtubers and the people that cover halo like the even the authors across the entire of the halo community online is very open like that it seems like yeah and i think like, that I, starts with them i casually had a conversation with troy denning the other day on twitter like the author of like some of the best halo books ever made you can't just do that in like any other community apart from halos uh so that that is a huge 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 thing definitely and like, like i said i think that starts with the developer like when the developer yeah. is like that people in the community are going to respond the same way yeah Absolutely. i remember when they had one of their uh you know the posts that they have on their website they actually linked one of Halo Cannon's videos, and like instead of like having their entire own lore post, they just said like, <laughs> "Watch Halo Cannon's video." I was like, "That's actually really cool." Yeah, yeah, they do that a lot. Um, they do that with my videos quite a lot, and mm -hmm. also Innovation Zero Zero's videos a lot as well, and also like a lot of other people. They're so interactive. Um, and it's just, it's great. That's so good. That is that is. If you were to ask me the best thing about P4 Three, it would easily not even not even the shadow of a doubt be that. Um, so the next question, and we've asked this to everybody else, so definitely looking forward to your answer. What are you most looking forward to with Halo Infinite? Ooh, um, story, I think. Uh, I'm curious to see how they resolve Halo 5's just god-awful story. Um, <laughs> They're going to kill Cortana in the very first mission, in the cutscene. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, no. They're going to release the Cortana comic where a virus takes her out. <laughs> <laughs> please no um yeah the story the story i'm looking forward to a lot and also just a return to form i mean right now again from very what little we've seen about infinite what we have seen indicates a very strong return to form um and like a lot of the complaints that we've had about halo have seemingly been addressed and directly addressed in fact um i mean i've had conversations before when i've been at 343 with spar the guy who like is the head of the art for halo mm -hmm. um and he is like he's been so open like he's been he told me last time i was there like how excited he is to like keep on working on this new aesthetic and to see how people react to it um so i think yeah i think a mixture of story and the aesthetic uh 
I'm worried about the gameplay. Very, very worried about the gameplay. Um, but I don't know. Can't really say much about that until we see anything. Whenever the hell <laughs> yeah. that's going to be. Right. Time's ticking, people. Three. Yep. There you go. But Will's got the next question. Oh, you pretty much answered it. I was going to ask, like, what are you most nervous about? But it seems like it's gameplay. All right. Well, then it's ask gameplay. the first half of the next question. I mean, the first half. There's only one half. There's two parts to the next question. No, no, no. The question I'm supposed Stop to ask. You can ask the question because I don't see what you're talking about. <laughs> There's two questions here. What are some of your favorite Halo and non-Halo? So the, the first question is, what are some of your favorite Halo YouTubers? Okay. Um, Halo Cannon, Initialization 00, uh, Late Night Gaming, Axeman, if you want to class him as a Halo YouTuber, he's not really a Halo YouTuber anymore. Um, he's branched out. Yeah, he's branched out. Um, Spearhead is great. Uh, Fletch is great. Um, Nick, me and Nick are really good friends. Um, honestly, like, all, like it's, it's a bit biased, but like, all my friends, because I'm friends with like 99% of Halo, of like, most of the Halo YouTubers, and I say they all make great content, honestly, and I'm not just saying that. Uh, they, they do make great content. Um, but yeah, the ones I listed, I'm sure I've missed a few out, and if I have, I'm sorry. I, I, like, I, <laughs> there's a lot of Halo YouTubers to remember, but those guys in particular, like, they make great content. Well, how about that uh, explosive video by Same Token? The entire history of Halo so far. Yeah, that was a good video. Um, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Token actually used to be on Halo Follower years ago, um, mm-hmm. and then he left when when things happened. Um, <laughs> and then I'm happy to see him come back though, because a few years ago when he left, me and him were going to make a video. I think like 2016, I spoke to him briefly about collabing, mm-hmm. and we never got around to it. But his stuff is really, really good. His commentary is like chef's kiss. <laughs> Absolutely chef's kiss. His commentary is so good. All right, so the next question, what are some of your favorite non-Halo YouTubers? Okay, uh, so I love Roanoke Gaming. Again, me and him are really good friends, so... Yeah, I like him too. Like Roanoke, Eckhart's Ladder, um, Wow Search Gaming, he's great as well. Um, Varty Video, who does Dark Souls stuff, or like Soulsborne stuff, his videos are incredible. Um, a lot of the Zombies guys, like like me, uh, Mr. Roth Waffles, I'm good friends with him now, Um but his videos were like he, so he his videos were like the main inspiration for my early lore videos. Um, fun little fact there. Uh, he's great. Mister T Lexify is great. Um, I also love Internet Historian. I mean, oh, yeah. who doesn't? Videos are like <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Um, I love. Uh, I like food challenge videos as well, like food challenge YouTubers. So I like um, Randy Santel is great. Beard meets food is great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want, I have a very broad spectrum of interest, right? So just just brace yourself. Um, I also I I smoke food a lot, like I do, I barbecue a lot. So <laughs> I watch a lot of barbecue YouTubers, like notably <laughs> a guy called How to Barbecue, right? Who is like he's fantastic, he's great. Um, I watch a lot of him. I'm trying to think who else? Oh yeah, um, I used to watch a lot of Filthy Frank back yep. when Filthy Frank was Filthy Frank, mm-hmm. uh, like him. Max Mofo, Idoves, those guys are hilarious. Um, <laughs> I used to watch a lot of H3H3 as well. Not so much anymore. Um, I, don't, I don't personally think he's as funny as he used to be. Like, his early stuff, Ethan's early stuff was, Jesus Christ, I don't think I've ever laughed as much at a video as <laughs> I have some of that. Um, geez, dude. Uh, yeah, their stuff is great. Um, 
And they did something really important for the law. They they went after the uh, what was it the um, my brain's not working. Uh, fair use. They did the fair use court case that really oh, laid the yeah. groundwork for Google, Google and YouTube and all that. So yes, that's true. That was yeah, that was revolutionary. Um, mm-hmm. Agreed. I'm trying to think. There's definitely more. I I, I always think when, whenever anybody asks me that question. I immediately think like, oh, I don't, I don't watch that many YouTubers. And then and you then, realize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I start listing them. I'm like, hang on. I watch a lot of YouTubers, <laughs> like a lot. Um, Albino Black Sheep. Oh, Re- uh, Racevic as well. And Chris Reagan. Oh, Ray- oh yeah, yeah. Mm, Chris Reagan. Ray and Chris. I'm good friends with both of them. Um, and Favin as well. Favin, like, mm. when he does upload, I know he's got a really busy schedule, but when he does upload, he is like, extremely intelligent when it comes to game design um those those two guys yeah i'm really good friends with, with all three of those guys um and i love the content there's definitely more i'm definitely <laughs> forgetting some um yeah that's uh, that's all i can think of on the top of my head and game sheet as well game sheet when game sheet uploads um he just gets good stuff as well mm-hmm. have you ever con- yeah. you know a lot of youtubers when they get really big they they consider doing a music thing have you ever thought about doing Oh, oh right. A so music? A few years ago. A few years ago. Another one. Uh, the Reachway, Taquin. Also another great YouTuber. So a few years ago, um, there was an incident where Halo followers stole some of my videos and like, and like quite a lot of the content in the videos as well. Um, and this was, this was just when iDubbbz had released that um, Rise Gum diss track. <laughs> it's like a twisty. Me and Taquin were gonna make a diss track about Halo followers. It's like a joke. We never did it. Thank. <laughs> God, we never did it. Good lord. That would have been awesome, though. <laughs> I'm happy we never did it. I mean, it was only meant as a joke. It wasn't obviously meant to be anything serious. It was just like it was at the height of when every every man and his mother was making a diss track about somebody, yeah. uh, and we were going to make something. But it, it, thank God, it never it never formulated. The plan never formulated. Hey, it could have been really good for you. Look at look at. Some... <laughs> I mean, shoot. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, when you think like the weirdest thing to me is that. The number one YouTuber on YouTube, his diss track is his number one video now. Oh, and really? By, is that Pete Yeah, his his number one video, I think, is is his lasagna video. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's number one. Shortly followed yeah. behind by his YouTube Rewind 2018 or something. One of those two, I don't oh, know. Oh, the one where they didn't invite him and he made a video. Yeah, he made his own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 that was good. But that it's like, good. it's like that's crazy that him, and that's not even his content, is his number one video as a diss track. Like, really? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's what I'm saying. It could have been interesting. You know, well. yeah. I'm very happy that that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I did have one more question for you. Uh, so I don't know if you've watched a lot of our content, but did you have any tips for us? Uh, I I think your audio quality and everything, like your whole setup is good. Um, I like how you have like actual moving things on the screen. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, maybe, maybe go into editing a little bit. So like, maybe, I don't know, because the way you do it already is pretty good. Maybe get some like proper professional graphics done in like the, the style of your current ones with like the same color scheme, logo and everything, but like have it look super, super like, 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 I don't know, like professional made, if you get me. Mm-hmm. Learn Photoshop for thumbnails, even though Keemstar, <laughs> Keemstar uses, uh, uses what's it called? Paint. paint. Trust me, I, I used to use paint as well, so I know how you feel. Learn um, 
learn learn Photoshop, and you'll never go back. You'll never go. <laughs> I but yeah, I just, your audio quality and everything's really good. Video quality is really good. The way you have everything laid out on the screen is really good. Um, it's quite it's it's honestly quite a different way of doing a podcast, but I like it. Um, it's unique. I'd say it's it's pretty unique. That's what I was going for, and we accidentally fell into it. <laughs> I'll take that unique I mean. as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, definitely. The last thing you want to be on YouTube is the same as somebody else. That you're not going to get anywhere if you're yeah. trying to copy somebody else. Like being unique is the best thing, like humanly possible, for for YouTube. Um, definitely. I'm glad you think that it's unique, though, because that, that is something that I struggled with in the beginning, trying to figure out how you could have a – because there's so many podcasts out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I struggled with yeah. how, to, how to be unique. Yeah, being unique is the biggest thing, I think. Also, I love the logo. <laughs> I love the logo is great. Do you know where that, do you know where that comes picture. from? Do you know where that comes from? Where's that? So when we were originally talking about doing this, because Will and I spent like a good year trying to come up with – how we were going to do a YouTube. Cause we were like, Oh, we could do this or that or this, or that the podcast mm-hmm. thing was like in the background. We never even thought about doing it initially. Um, and I was like, okay, so what are we going to name ourselves? And he was like, Hmm, you know, like we don't really have any like cool names or we're like generics. We're Chris and Will. Like those are not <laughs> unique names. <laughs> and I was just sitting like thinking one day and I was like, what if we just like shoved our names together somehow? And I was like thinking, okay, so we could be Waris. Nope, that's weird. That's like a walrus, <laughs> but like Waris. <laughs> it's like that's not right. So I flipped it around because because obviously I put myself first all the time. But yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> so I was like, okay, C H R, and then I was like, what about okay? So I L is a krill. Wait, that's like a shrimp. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, just put that together, krill cast. All right, boom. Yep. We got a name. It, it, it <laughs> works. It works, and the logo is so good. I love the logo. Well, thank you. The logo and the running yep. so sick. I made yep. that logo, by the way. Yes, nice. nice. Build a krill. Build a krill. <laughs> Build a krill. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so if, is there anything else that you want to ask uh, Mr. Luke down in the yes. bottom corner? So we could, what is the deal with Halo 4 follower <laughs> or Halo follower? <laughs> like, like, everyone we talk about brings up the same story. It's like, but I never, never asked anyone what it is. Some stuff went down. You could say that. <laughs> Let's, let's just put it this way. If, if you if anybody ever has a team, this is my advice for anybody who has a team. Don't betray your friends or your team. It will come back to haunt you. It just might not hit you today. It'll hit you later. It'll happen at some point. Yeah. N- never, ever, ever become... I, I don't know if the right word is selfish or, or like, an ego, right? Like, well, yeah, I will never betray you. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, man. If one of you betrays the other, you can't have it be called the Krillcast anymore. And that means you can't have the shrimp. So, You're right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, do it for the shrimp. Do it for the shrimp. <laughs> exactly. Do it for the shrimp. That's okay. I got Billy. It'll be the Krilly cast. I know. No. Chris already has a replacement for me. <laughs> we, we got an alternate for Will in case Will can't do a weekend. But oh, my gosh. He's like the unofficial third member. What's his name? Billy. <laughs> Really? Also sure. a will. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go then. <laughs> Don't give my ideas. I cannot be replaced. <laughs> no, you can't be replaced. Will, it's all good. All right. Um. So the last question. I have one more for you. I promise. This is the last one. Would you be Would you be willing to do a like biology evolution of flood episode with Will? Oh, well, I'm over here. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I feel like I pretty much know most of the flood, like the back of my hand now. Um, 
I've been making videos about them now for like four years, so I feel like I can pretty much rattle You've most of it off. made some videos? What? <laughs> yeah, I think I think I made I might have made one or two a few years yeah. ago. Not many though. I don't no, know. I'm just curious. Like, so I know you've done a ton of flood. That that was that was yeah. not the the premise was like comparing the flood to like I don't know fungi in the like from the biological sense that Will has. If I was going to say if Will knows about the biological biological stuff, then I probably could do. Um, but <laughs> let let me put it this way: biology was not my strong suit in school, um, <laughs> and I made the grave mistake of of doing it for a lot longer than I should have done, and it was not my strong suit. But if Will knows <laughs> about the biology of fungi and stuff, then I can happily add the flood stuff in with pleasure. Yeah, I'm a PhD in biology. That's why Chris is bringing this up. He's always trying oh, to nice. make me do like the biology of Halo. So <laughs> wait, so should it technically be the Doctor Krill cast? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. That's an, that's an even great point. The Doctor Krill cast. Doctor Krill. We're gonna start doing Dr. uh Doctor Phil style videos. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that you, could be interesting. When did you start having dreams about shrimp? <laughs> Please tell me about, about your issues. It was about the time that I got replaced with the other Will. <laughs> and I've not been able to look at shrimp the same way since. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. oh man! Before I die of laughter. <laughs> Is that? Do you have anything else, Will? No, I think that covers it, man. Okay. All right. As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Hidden Xperia. Also known as Luke. And we will see also you. Is- and we will see you. On the next cool cast. You start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Hidden Xperia. Slash what is happening happening on that screen? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're glitching out. is barfing. We're glitching out. Okay. <laughs> all right. Red Dead Redemption trailer. All right. Yeah, well, what's the day, Chris? All, oh, yeah. It's Throwback Thursday. <laughs> um, do you want, me to, you want me to give the intro then? Here, I'll give you the intro. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption is a Western action adventure game developed by Rockstar. It's the Red Dead Horses. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I've never heard that before. Okay. Um, and published by Rockstar Games, a spiritual successor to 2004's Red Dead Revolver, it is the second game in the Red Dead series and was released for the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 in May 2010. Red Dead Redemption is set during the decline of the American frontier in the year 1911 and follows John Marston former outlaw whose wife and son are taken hostage by the government and ransomed for his services as a hired gun. Having no other choice, Marston sets out to bring three members of his former gang to justice. Unless you're me and you put in Undead Nightmare first and his wife and child die becoming zombies. <laughs> Super confusing. <laughs> and you're like, why? what is going on in this story? And then you're walking around an undead nightmare of a, of, a, of a video game and you're confused and then you realize oh there was two discs in this case whoops i put the wrong one in oh well it's zombies i'll just keep playing this version and then you kill bigfoot and you cry and you go back to bed best summary of that game ever <laughs> all right so it was released on may 18th 2010 i think i already said that um and it 
it shipped over 17 million copies. And it is a pretty game. I, I, I liked my short experience with it, but um, as we discussed off-air, I also have a really hard time getting into Rockstar games, to be totally honest with you. Like, is Saints Row a Rockstar game, too? No, that's Ubisoft, I think. Okay, well, that game feels like GTA, and so I've had a hard time getting into that as well. A more comical GTA, which is kind of hard to do, because GTA is kind of comical to begin with. <laughs> yeah. There's so many good memes about GTA, like the guy rolling through the drive-thru and ordering, like, 55 cheeseburgers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Big smokes order. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Red Dead Redemption, it's a game that I, I like, if I'm just wanting to do something mindless and just wander around in a western undead zombie nightmare, I go play that, but I really don't usually feel like playing zombie games that aren't Dead Rising, so... Um, I have a different take in this game. So I like the older GTA games, like San Andreas, uh, Vice City, Grand Theft Auto 3. And I don't think I ever completed the story missions in those games. (laughs) (laughs) I would just go around, you know, run people over, pick up hookers to get health back. (laughs) And and just, you know, just try to find the largest vehicle you can can steal and run over the cops. You know, as any good GTA fan will do. Um, and this just, the thing is, I like, you know, Western movies and I like Western, like that time period. So I like being able to be a cowboy. I've always wanted to be a cowboy. <laughs> I think every little American boy's dream is to be a cowboy. <laughs> every um, Brit as well. Like, it's, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's just a universal thing. Everyone wants to be a cowboy. Yeah. Um, and this game allows you to be that. And again, because it's a GTA game, oh, no, sorry, it's not a GTA game, but it's GTA-esque, yeah. <laughs> uh, rock, rock star game, uh, it's a very similar formula, but it's basically just, you know, Old West, and you have horses instead of cars. And there's lots of really hilarious glitches, which gives it its own charm. So sometimes, like, the your buggies will float around or your horse will float around with you. Um, and I don't know. Those kind of glitches, because they don't break the game, they just make them, like, really funny. And it's something that always happens in GTA and always happens in this game. It just, you know, adds to the, the charm for me. It's like that old um, the swing set glitch in GTA 4, <laughs> where you drive a car into it and just go, Phew. like, <laughs> as someone who wasn't the biggest fan of any GTA game, that was fun to mess around with. The glitches are probably the funniest part. Honestly, mm. I, I agree with that. The glitches and the cheats. If you got the I, PS2 yeah. ones, like, I love getting the jet. And G- was it? I don't remember which one it was, but I remember you could do a cheat and you could fly a jet around above the city. And I always <laughs> crashed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, um, I can't. I think it was San Andreas on PSP. I used to just do the cheat to set it to five stars. Uh, so like, you have the military coming after you, yes. and then spawn like an attack chopper and just fly around the streets. That was that. I enjoyed that. That was fun. It's the yeah, type of I game always, that I always enjoyed the cheats more than the actual game. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what that kind of formula is, though. And the, this game, the thing is, I have yet to beat this game. However, I put quite a few hours into it. And it's just, like, I'm doing this, like, I'm running around, trying to rope things, just being a cowboy, shooting random things. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Quickly Down Under? No. That's wait, wait, wait. Quiddly Down Under or Quickly Down Under? Quiggly, with a Qu- T. Oh, Quiggly Down No, I haven't heard that Yeah. One. Okay, so it's about essentially about a cowboy that goes to Australia and does cowboy things. And uh, <laughs> I always just imagine myself as being Quiggly when I play this game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That, know. I, for whatever reason, I, like identify with that movie the most <laughs> i think the hardest thing for me is the amount of downtime or what feels like downtime to me between missions and between what you, you're moving the plot forward with um 
it's just too much going like too much stuff in like that's the same problem i have with a lot of games if there's too much stuff for me to do in between like the main story arc i get bored i was i was a bit like that with red dead redemption 2 when i tried to get into it um that and also the sheer amount of like real like extreme realism with them mm. i'm not a fan of as well like the amount of yeah. like inputs you need to do like the simplest things it just seems a bit too much in my opinion um that's i mean my, my experience with the first red dead is so minor i think i borrowed it off a friend played like a bit of the intro played a like the first section of undead nightmare and that was it i i, I just i the, those games something about them doesn't stick with me um and like we were just saying before we start uh recording for example with uh like red dead redemption 2 i was i get so bored with it that like i get tired and i really <laughs> wish that i didn't because the stories are fantastic in one and two and i really really love that era but i just i just can't play them there's something about it i just i really <laughs> wish i could but i just can't isn't there another like wild west like call of juarez is that is that a similar oh that's that's a throwback yeah i remember seeing it and thinking is this like some you know spanish call of duty game or something and i was like (laughs) and i realized (laughs) nope that's not what it is yeah yeah i remember seeing that in game stores when i was really young and thinking like oh yeah that must be call of duty but like like i don't know like wild west call of duty (laughs) definitely not definitely not not wild west call of duty (laughs) <laughs> another good western game is gun you remember that on the 360 yeah. oh yeah i remember that that was a good one mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones in my collection that i remember oh you got the uh post-apocalyptic wild west rage <laughs> yeah yes. and fallout as well yeah kind of wild west in a way because mm-hmm. isn't rage similar to like a like a um uh what's that movie with max in the title mad max mad, mad max, max. Yeah. I can never think of that name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I definitely would equate this to being the closest thing to being a cowboy in a video game. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And it's unfortunate that I can't get into it. For the, for the same reason that I can't get into the new Assassin's Creed games. Too much Thank open you. world. Too mm. much open world. Yeah, same, same. Um, I mean, that said, I've never, Assassin's Creed is another game series that I've never been able to fully get into for the same reasons as uh as like red dead and gta but like red dead i really wish i could get into it i really wish i could and at some point i'm gonna try and force myself mm-hmm. uh but when that is i'm not gonna i'm not sure yeah, at some point it's totally though true like the games with this style anything where it gets too open for me where it's like i need like a path to follow i don't have it i don't have every hour of the day to spend figuring out this open world i like linear games for a reason I mean, I I love open world games. Like I love Fallout. I love Elder Scrolls. Um, but those have perp- and- like I feel like they're telling you point A to point B. Like yeah, they're telling you where to go. I don't feel like of, this like, game does a good job with that. With like Elder Scrolls and Fallout as well, there's a lot of visual feedback. Like you're always getting XP or like progressing a certain <laughs> skill or like yeah. leveling up some ability or something. Uh, or like getting new armor or weapons. Whereas in Red Dead and like GTA, there's far less of that. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. far less of that that uh, for me doesn't keep me as interested well yeah like dead rising you're constantly building up that life bar you're yeah. taking the photographs you're yeah. killing zombies that count keeps going up <laughs> there's, there's, there's like a yeah there's a visual feedback of things like increasing like i'm i'm one of those weirdos that needs i need visual feedback <laughs> in games. like I, it's like games without progression systems 
um, like original MCC, I could just I, I I played it a lot, but it always felt like something was missing, not having mm-hmm. a progression Agreed. system or some sort of like XP or something. And that's yeah. That's At least it had achievements, stuff. though, right? Yeah, it did. Achievements are that, honestly that was like one of the most addicting things they could have added to Xbox Live yeah. for me. It's like, oh, yeah, I want I, the achievement. Well, this is why that's why my wife won't play Nintendo is because she wants to have <laughs> uh, achievements or trophies. She refuses to play Zelda because of it. I'm not kidding. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. She likes having it like come on the screen. And she's like, oh, I got another achievement. <laughs> I mean, she, it is very satisfying feedback. It yeah. is. It is. That's why PlayStation trophies were the only reason I was able to migrate over to PlayStation for a little while, <laughs> and not come back for a little while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was after I already finished all the Halo games on the 360, so you know. You can never finish them, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> there's always I mean, lasso. I'm never yes. gonna get the Spartan laser double shot. So there's that. <laughs> I suck so bad with that weapon. Weapon. Oh my gosh. Well. I think we've degraded from Red Dead, so... <laughs> Maybe yeah. we should... One thing, the greatest improvement that Red Dead 2 has over the first one is that the horse's balls actually go up and down with temperature. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> they do. Oh my god, now that is attention to detail. Yes, you can look the up videos that... of it, it's ridiculous. Somebody, there, there was an animator, there was <laughs> an artist, and also a scripter. So uh, I would say at least three different people at Rockstar who had a hand in making the testicles yep. go up and down with temperature. That yep. took at least three people to do. <laughs> three people were required to work on that feature. That is yes. absolute <laughs> dedication to detail. Yep. Jesus. I think Luke's going to have to sign up for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you got to take this away, dude. <laughs> uh, as always... He's Chris, I'm Will. And I'm Luke. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Crowcast. This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. I'm Luke. What's happening? I asked, oh, I, said, I said also known as. He's just, oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> yeah, you could have. <laughs> it's like, it's so quiet. What's happening? <laughs> I said, all, he's like, I'm Luke. And I said, also known as, and then silence. Just crickets. Oh, also known as nobody else. I definitely don't have a channel. <laughs> also I known as, ha- as Halo Cannon. No. <laughs> Yeah, also known as Halo Follower. Yes. Oh, man. Halo 4 Follower. Let's get this right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Xperia Play, also known as Xperia Play. <laughs> okay. No, I'll tell everybody about your channel since uh, since I got this. All right, I got this. Trust me. All right. <laughs> He's a fan of everything Halo. Loves making videos around the future of the Halo universe. I hope you enjoy his channel and all the hard work and effort he puts into it. Please subscribe as well as this helps him a lot. Gotcha, I got you back. Hey. <laughs> All right. Um, so today, for the first time ever, we're doing Faux Friday. That was a weird way to do that. Whatever. We'll just roll with it. Faux <laughs> Friday. We'll roll with it. Roll with it. Okay. Um, 
So what we're going to do is we're going to name, each of us name our least favorite villain of any game series that we enjoy or don't enjoy for all I care. Um, and then we're going to each name our least favorite villain from any game series we enjoy or don't enjoy. So I'm going to let uh, Will go first. All right, so you want me to start off with my most favorite? Yeah, let's do that. All right, so my most favorite, it's going to, other than like obviously dipping in the Halo, I would say uh, Jack of Blades from Fable. And I realize he is the most generic bad guy ever. <laughs> he is just evil for evil's sake. There's not, there's no story behind why he is the way he is. But in the TLC version, so the last chapters, he gets like they get rid of that weird like pedophile voice, and they <laughs> give him the like a deep voice. If you play Fable, you know what I'm talking about. It's really high pitched in the original game. Um, but in TLC, it's like deep, menacing. Like that, what you think of a villain voice, he has that voice. And throughout the game, he, like, kills your dad, kills your mom. Uh, so it's, like, plenty of reason to hate him. And then he turns into a freaking dragon at the end. So, I mean, what's better than fighting a dragon? <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that's my, that's my favorite. All right, let's go with Luke's next. And I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but go ahead. Okay, so my... Maybe not, actually. Maybe? So okay. my, my favorite foe, uh, although... Technically, he's not from a game, but he's in a game, and he's from a game. I'm gonna say it anyway. Mendicant bias. Um, mm. All right, yeah, love... help me spell that. M e n d i c a n t, and then bias. So mendicant bias is just oh, there we go. Look at it. Oh my god, <laughs> love to see it. Um, <laughs> mendicant bias is. I would honestly go as far as to say the perfect foe, the perfect villain. Um, mm. He has an incredibly deep history. He has reasons for becoming a villain. He has a life before becoming a villain. Um, he, the genesis of the character is insanely interesting and links in perfectly with why he becomes a villain. Um, the, the, the cataclysmic effect of him becoming a villain and what he does with it is so interesting. Um, his ties to the Flood, the Foreigners, uh, his standoff with offensive bias is so cool. Um... And I mean, technically, he has been in Halo games. He was in Halo 2. He was in Halo 3. Uh, in Halo 3, he, at least in the final mission of Halo 3, he's the reason that technically in the canon, I'm pretty sure at least, I think I remember this, um, he's the reason that Chief didn't fall. When, when Chief was doing the Warthog run in Halo 3, he's the reason that Chief mm. didn't fall and die. Like, yeah. Mendicant Bias was ensuring that. Um, there's also a theory, this is just a theory, but there's also a theory that Mendicant Bias was the one that, that opened the portal from um the ark to requiem and sent chiefs half of the dawn mm -hmm. through to go and wake the didact up that was there's a there's a, a theory that suggests that mendic and bias did that to send you chiefs watched to installation zero zero's video didn't you i made a bit of theory about that three years ago <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just messing with you <laughs> but no um yeah, Mendicant Bias is super interesting. He is uh, the deepest history that is really intricate, really, like, conspiratorial. Um, mm. His corruption to the Flood was really interesting. It is really cool. Uh, it, it just one of the absolute best characters in anything ever, if you ask me. Do you think there's any chance he uh, makes an appearance in Infinite somehow? Oh, God damn hope so. I mean, we're going to be on a Zeta <laughs> Halo, dude. Yeah, I really hope so, We're going to be on a Zeta Halo. There's never mm. been a better time. I mean... To be fair, the last time he was, like, the last known place that his core was, was on the Ark, buried somewhere on the Ark. Um, somewhere, I like to think, it, below Epitaph, that map from Halo 3. Uh, mm. 
again, there was this theory a few years ago that Epitaph is like the burial monument of, um, like above the, the, the carcass of Mendicum Bias. Um, it's like this massive holy relic that was constructed above his, where he was buried to like remember him, even though he was evil. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I hope though, because I know that there was one, one of his many cores was on a Zeta Halo. So I will be. I'll be disappointed if there's not even a reference to him in the game. There has to be something. There's got to be. All right. I guess it's up to me now, right? Mm-hmm. I absolutely... I'm torn between two, so I'll just tell you what both of them are, and then I'll, I'll make a decision as I'm talking about them. The Reapers from Mass Effect, um, but also Darth Malak from KOTOR. Both of them are Bioware-developed games. Um, I think I'm going to go with Malak, just because Malak was like such a... like He's evil, but he's like evil with a purpose, like pushing, going for things. And in the Star Wars universe, I think he's probably the best villain, um, to be totally honest with you. At least if you don't include all all of the other books. If you're just talking games and movies, I think mm-hmm. I don't think anybody beats Malak as a bad guy. Because he's trying to get the Sith Forge, and he wants to create like an unlimited number of Star Destroyers, which was cheapened by Rise of Skywalker, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> what wasn't cheapened by Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> yes. But but the, the idea of the Star Forge, and then the fact that they've like completely forced the civilization on the planet below it to become like primal instead of like advancing in technology like they did for years and years and years and years and years prior to the Star Forge being there. I mean it's like it's such a crazy legendary backstory to a Star Wars universe. And I really don't like, Malik just looks evil. Have you ever seen what Malik... You know what I'm talking about, right? I think I had them. Not long after Rise of Skywalker came out, I got really into Star Wars lore. And I remember watching loads of videos about, like, top ten most powerful Sith, and I'm pretty sure he was, like, number two or three. Mm. Yeah, because based on, based on the current canon, nobody beats the Emperor, I guess. But this dude yeah. just looks evil. I mean... Oh, him, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got a freaking steel jaw, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just, and then the fact that he betrayed his uh, his co-conspirator in the uh, Mandalorian Wars, Revan. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, this guy's like ruthless, and he just wants all of the power in the galaxy to himself. He's just mm-hmm. completely, just straight up evil, for, and not for the sake of evil. He is like literally the epitome of somebody who is good, doing something good, turning evil and drunk with power. <laughs> Because they they started out on the route of, we're going to fix the galaxy by taking out the Mandalorians, right? That was the whole idea. Mm -hmm. And on that path of of winning that war for civilization, they turned evil, the two of them together. And then he betrayed his, his master, Revan. And became dark the Sith of the galaxy, like the Emperor Sith of the galaxy, essentially, um, because there's only ever two Sith, right? There's Revan and Malak. Now there's yeah. just Malak, and I don't think Malak ever took on a Padawan, technically. So I guess he was never a master. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the ending is just so nuts because he's trying to convince. He's like, even after everything that went down, he's still like, I'm going to convince you to join me now. Like I'm that good. Like. <laughs> and then you're like making a decision, and if you're going down the Sith route, yeah, you join him. And then who knows what happens after that? Um, I always pick the Jedi route, so <laughs> you end up fighting him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I, I just I can't think of as in my childhood that was like the ultimate bad guy was Malak, because um, yeah. that was pre Halo. But <laughs> mm-hmm. for but me, I'm anyway. really gonna play for me at anyway. some point. Um, if you don't like 
Mass Effect, this is still a game you could play because it's got more turn-based strategy than what Mass Effect has. And it's got a lot less... Uh, it's more linear than Mass Effect. Still got a lot of choices. Lots and lots and lots of choices, but it's definitely more linear than Mass Effect. Uh, okay. And then the Reapers with Indoctrination, creepy as all get out, and quite an awesome bad guy, but I'll give them runner-up to Malik. All right, well, what's the worst, stupidest, or whatever? So, this is hard, because there are so many. <laughs> can, I li- can I list a couple? Sure, but only go into details on one. Okay. All right, so... Lucian from Fable 2, the Crawler from Fable 3, Cortana. Uh, <laughs> I think that the Didact could have been really cool, but they just squashed that, so now I think he's a terrible villain. <laughs> um... I guess I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop with those two because those are the ones I'm most familiar with. And a lot of times, I know I, I haven't. I don't know. Bioshock is so good though, so I'm not gonna say any of those villains are bad. Um, yeah, I'll stick with those. I think those ones are the ones that really disappointed me because they come off such high points, and then you, know, you get into it and you're like, "What am I? What am I playing? This is terrible." <laughs> and the the most detailed one I say is Cortana. It's like, what the heck? You go through this emotional death. And then she comes back and she's terrible. And there's no indication in the game that she's rampant or like she's been corrupted or anything. To make it make sense, she just decides to be evil <laughs> in the game. Will's just mad and, the naked blue lady's bad. Yeah, so like, <laughs> you know that. Let's just go ahead and say my least favorite villain of Halo 4 is Cortana's boobs. I don't understand why <laughs> she's so detailed in that game. It is so uncomfortable to play. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, man. She, like, they made her way too curvy there's like shadows going on it's just no you don't need that much detail put some clothes on that <laughs> but yes <laughs> those are my picks for sure so for me I mean I was I was going to say Cortana as well it's just, <laughs> it's just awful it is just awful there was no need for it she was very 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 dead at the end of Halo 4 like she was very dead it was very clear that was her last goodbye to chief it was handled perfectly it was a really good send-off even if i personally wouldn't have sent her off it was it was handled really really well um this whole rampant fragment fragment thing i cannot put into words how much i despise that explanation it's so so cheap Mm -hmm. It, it just it and and to me as well it retroactively cheapens halo 4 for me like I, I can't really enjoy Halo 4's campaign, or at least I can't enjoy the Cortana rampancy narrative in Halo 4's campaign anymore yeah. because of Halo 5. Because I know that I know that it doesn't mean anything. Like it, it's irrelevant because she comes back and she's not good anymore, or mm-hmm. she's in a gray area or whatever. Complete garbage. You want to say she's <laughs> she's not. She's just she's evil for no reason. She doesn't need to be. Yeah. Uh, she was very dead at the end of Halo 4. Um, the only thing that would possibly alleviate my hate for this for this idea is if she ends up having the logic plague and it's not actually cortana it's just like a sort of like broken recreation of cortana that the grave mind makes to mm-hmm. like i don't know to to trick chief or something but then again even if that ended up being the case in infinite then in halo 5 that very clearly isn't the case so i still have a hard time believing it so i just yeah. it goes without saying Cortana's the worst thing i mean it doesn't even come close. Cortana's just the worst, worst, worst villain ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. Yes. Awful. Garbage. Terrible. <laughs> done taking out of the trash? <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. done. Continue. 
I would say um, the worst villain of all time is the uh, is the Master Chief from the Halo Five Guardians commercial because that never panned out at all. Oh yeah, <laughs> Chief's going AWOL. Go get him, Lock. You hate to see it. The coolest idea for a story that was completely squandered. Yeah, yep. completely. Um, but if I had to take this more seriously than that, um, <laughs> um, I, I mean, the Didax up there, uh, definitely some Mario bad guys, like specifically the weird one they put in in Super Paper Mario, um, where he's like, I'm going to tear the universe apart and this, that's like, why? What? The, okay. Like, whatever. Um <laughs> Uh, there's also like a weird wizard thing in Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Arguably a really great game, but the bad guys like leaves a lot to the like. I don't understand why this these guys just want to tear the universe apart, but they do. So whatever. Um, but I think number one's gonna be the bad, just because of the, how annoying the final boss fight is. There's a character called Nyx in Persona Three, and basically there's no way to beat this character in under two hours like you're in a you're in a final fantasy style turn-based strategy fight for like two hours and uh, every, yeah well like actually two hours yeah literally two hours oh and mm-hmm. between me and my brother-in-law when we we've played this game i want to say him and i each took like eight hours on our separate playthroughs to beat this guy because you you it's just it's the most frustrating final boss fight I've ever been in in my life because they just keep rotating elements and the elements matter for how your attacks do damage and it's just like so broken it's it's so broken because like okay now I'm this one now I'm this one now I'm this one now I'm this one and there's no way to prepare for that it's just impossible so you just basically have to have to be a giant um, sponge and just take as many hits over and over and over and eventually you will get through it and the ending is magical but there's this just most frustrating final boss that's just annoying to play against the music's epic but it's two hours of it so by the time you're done with it it's like (laughs) you're just sick of it by the end (laughs) (laughs) so I'm, i'm gonna hand it off to nyx i think nyx is one of the worst the worst final bad guys of a game ever. It's just so frustrating. Um, and I would have said Cortana too, but you guys already beat that horse to, to freaking... <laughs> that dead horse is deader than dead. Oh, um, that, ho- that horse has been in the afterlife now for three decades. <laughs> <laughs> it's long gone. So I'm going to rag on the final boss of one of my favorite games of all time. Persona 3 is up there. It's one of my favorite games of all time, but the final boss is just garbage. I just... I wish they would have done something more with that. The lead up to the final boss is is just epic. And then you get to the final boss and it's like, I got to do this for two hours. What were you thinking, Atlas? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's it. Um, yep. I will say fighting Calamity Ganon in uh, Breath of the Wild was disappointing. Was it too easy? Just way too easy. <laughs> but I don't. Th- I, I still think he was a cool design and, and it was still fun to play. It was just way easier than the other bosses. All the mini bosses are much harder, especially the uh, centaur things. I don't remember their names. Have you guys ever played Breath of the Wild? I know Chris I've has. Been, I've been meaning to since it came out, and I still haven't. I, at some point, I absolutely will do. I have. Yeah, it. I highly recommend the game. It's a lot of fun, but the mini bosses are way harder than the final boss. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I caused myself a problem with Breath of the Wild. I started playing it like as if it were like a Red Dead Redemption type game, and I got bored of it. 
Because I was just exploring oh. and doing all the side stuff. And I was like, wait a second, this isn't the point of Zelda. Why am I doing this? And I just got <laughs> bored of it. So I, I, I got to go, go back to See, it. That's I what I liked focus. about it, though, is like you can just go anywhere and just you're on the completely like this crazy side mission that's just as much fun as the main mission and completely ignore what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm 50-50 on that. If I'm in the mood for that kind of game, sure. But most of the time, I, I really prefer directed, focused, linear gameplay over open world you know like if i can make choices along the way that's cool but i prefer a story that's well fleshed out and point a to point b get it done mm-hmm. so that's probably why i like rpgs a lot because they have like a narrative that pushes the story yeah and there's then, always a sense of direction in them exactly mm-hmm. and like halo the same thing it's got a sense of purpose you're moving from point a to point b across a map you know, taking down every enemy you possibly can. Saving the universe. Saving the universe. Saving the universe. Yeah. Saving the universe. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> Finishing this fight. Except you didn't yes. get to finish it in Halo 2. Um, <laughs> uh, we've already we've beaten that horse dead, Will. I, that, was, <laughs> that was one of my most frustrating moments in gaming ever was, finish this fight. See, it's over! I, <laughs> I, will for, I will forever support Halo, 2, Halo 2's ending. It, it, uh, it earned that cliffhanger. It absolutely earned a cliffhanger, and I would die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just being so shocked at the end. I was like, oh, that was it? <laughs> and then I went back and played it again and, and appreciated it, but I was, it was so jarring. It just suddenly ended. Yeah, I I get that, but I just the way that I see it is the story itself had so much in it. There were so many sub-narratives mm-hmm. and like sub-story arcs within like the overall story arc. I think it personally earned a cliffhanger. Um, so I mean, you've got you've got the Battle of Earth, even though it's quite brief. You've got the heretic, the heretics uh, sub sub narrative. Mm-hmm. You've got the constant like build up of the betrayal of the Arbiter. You've got Chief doing his regular stuff, like Jonathan and Miranda being captured. There's a lot the, the flood outbreaks. There's a lot going on. It's not like Halo Five where there's very little happening the entire game, and then you get a really really yeah, god awful garbage cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> Halo 5, I remember being at the end of Halo 5's ending and literally being like, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, or being like, offended. <laughs> well, yeah, more so being offended, in fact. More so yeah. being offended. Um, I remember I remember that game, getting to the, like, what, getting to the last mission. I, I didn't know it was the last mission. And I thought, oh, there's going to be more from here. Like, we got, we got, we saved Chief and Blue Team. Surely we're going to fight alongside them now, or yes. we're going to play as Chief and fight alongside Osiris. Um, and then the, the, that cutscene rolled of a. Uh, the Guardians come into Earth, and I was like, mm. hang on, this is the ending, isn't it? This is the end of the game. <laughs> and lo and behold, it was the ending of the yeah. game. Well, I guess, you know, Halo 2 did it well with that two different character perspectives. So you start off with Chief and you end with Chief. So you don't feel yeah. betrayed, and you can, you know, slowly get into the Arbiter's character. Whereas with this game, you start with Locke, you end with Locke. And yeah. I, I didn't really like Locke, and I also wanted to play as Master Chief. <laughs> yeah. Again, Locke's one of those characters where the idea for his character was so cool. Like, an only spook hunting down Chief is mm-hmm. such a cool idea. And Locke's armor looks really cool as well and very yes. fitting for the role. Yes. But his character in the end just ended up being just awful. Just Not even awful. I'm not going to say that. Just nothing. <laughs> it just didn't make me feel anything. Like, there's yeah. no... I, I get no sense of attachment to that whatsoever. There's no... His character just didn't do anything for me mm-hmm. at all. Oh, you know right, what? Again. I'm going to revise my choice. Worst villain ever is Flood Keys. Flood Keys. Last for like two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sorry, I had to. Um, <laughs> hey, I just wanted to say uh, we really appreciated you coming on the channel this, this yeah, week. We it was super cool. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. I enjoyed it so much, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Now and, you're uh, a human being to me, not just a YouTuber. <laughs> exactly. I exist beyond the screen. Yeah. Now, I will tell you this. Um, the episodes we filmed today are coming out uh, would be on the 4th, okay? Okay. So we usually are a week ahead. So right. ne- next week the episodes will be Nathan Sifu, and then after that will mm-hmm. be our episodes with you. Okay, nice. So, oh, wait, so is that May fourth? Yes. Yeah, that might be the day before we get Infinite News. Oof. Maybe. There's a uh, rumors going around right now that May fifth is going to be when there's an Xbox event, and that's obviously when we get some Infinite News. Yes, please, so. please, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Just so we anybody, heard. anybody listening, we filmed this on four twenty six. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is pre any of that. All right. So by the time you're watching this right now, you may have already, already seen, seen Halo Infinite gameplay. And we're getting yeah. super excited and crossing our fingers for something that's yes. probably already happened. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly. exactly. Oh, man. As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Luke. And I'm going to let you sign it off, Luke. What is this? This is the Krillcast. Thank you very much for watching. And we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you very much. Oh. Thank you.